Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Twice Lizzo in about a week's period. That's two Fridays of Lizzo, actually. Maybe this is going to be a theme. A new thing. Happy Friday. Happy Lizzo Friday. Bo and Beth and the Zoak and John Moore. It's been a big week of songs. It has been a big week of songs. But you're coming off a very interesting Thursday (laughs) once you left work yesterday. Actually, it was interesting while you were at work yesterday, but once you left work, it got even more interesting. I I cannot make this stuff up. (laughs) We should just have a camera crew follow you around all day, documenting all this. It'd be a really fun reality show, right? Just like, what? They'd be like, this isn't real. It really is. Wait a minute. Are you all ready for this? (laughs) (laughs) I had a... um doctor's appointment yesterday. I'm, I'm flying to uh, Los Angeles uh, after the show today, and I was I had what I thought was fluid in my ear, and so I went to the ear doctor in order to have the fluid removed because I didn't want my ears to bother me on the flight, and so I was kind of panicked about getting this fluid removed from my ear. So I go in, I'm sitting down with my doctor. I was like, I, you know, I have fluid in my right ear, and I, you know, my eardrums have ruptured on planes before, and I just want to make sure before I fly that everything's fine. So he gets his little you know, tube that you stare into, the little eyeglass thing that you put in your ear. And he's, he's in there looking at my ear and he says, um, <laughs> do you have a dog? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have two dogs, actually. He's like, what, what color is your dog? And I was like, well, I have a, I have a tan dog and I have a black dog. He's like, aha! <laughs> and he takes Did he really his, say that? Aha! <laughs> 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 uh-huh. So wait, so wait. So, so we have a um, followed by a aha, aha, and a giant pair of tweezers that then he like pokes around and then pulls out. What I thought was fluid in my ear was an actual chihuahua hair poking into my eardrum. <laughs> because of course that's what it was. Because of course. <laughs> How close are you with your dogs? <laughs> Well, I think <laughs> how does so, that even happen? Exactly. Well, here's the, that's I, t- I immediately when I'm leaving the doctor's office, you know, I text you guys and I was like, look, I know you guys are just dying to have an update on my ear. <laughs> but what I thought was fluid was really a chihuahua here. And the first gift that comes to me is uh, is Jim Zoki. And it was like, but why? <laughs> <laughs> so here's this is the crazy thing, though, because I looked at the doctor and I said to him, like, is this the weirdest thing you've pulled out of an ear today? And he was like, this is the third dog hair I've pulled out of an ear today. Oh, wow. Third. So wow. here's what I think. I mean, I sleep with my dogs. I know that people say you're not supposed to sleep with your dogs, but I have two tiny little chihuahuas and they sleep in the bed with us. So I think maybe and my, my, my tiniest dog is small enough to fit in my ear. So she probably like sleeps in my ear or something and I don't know about it at night. But I think that's probably the culprit. You know, just dogs in my bed. Well, I mean, my dog, I only have one, but she sleeps in our bed. Oh, she does? Yeah. Well, that makes me happy. See, I don't feel so weird now. But I've had dogs the majority of my adult life who have slept in my bed, and this is the first time I've had a chihuahua here in my eardrum. (laughs) 
I like how she says Chihuahua. Like you know, first time I've had a Chihuahua here. I've had like a, you know, German a Shepherd. Beagle hair. German I had a Shepherd. couple of German Shepherd hairs. Um, no, I mean I've I, my dog that before these two Chihuahuas was also a Chihuahua. So I've had the last twenty five years of my life have revolved around Chihuahuas. I guess it's bound to happen, but just the fact that we'd have to like you know actually. Think of the angle of the hair having to get all the way to your eardrum. Yeah. I mean, it's not unusual to have a dog hair on you or something, but to go into your ear like and that. And then poke straight into it. Yeah. So it was like poke. So what I thought was fluid, <laughs> when I could hear a clicking and a swishing sound in my ear, was the dog hair going kink, 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 kink against my eardrum. Wait, it did what? <laughs> <laughs> it did what with your eardrum? Kink, 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 kink. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the weirdest day. I so. texted my husband immediately. I was like, well, so it was Zoe. It was my dog. So you can even identify which dog <laughs> yeah, because by the color. Exactly. So it was Zoe's hair, the little the little black chihuahua. Now, I had uh, adventures with my dog last night. My dog, uh, I'll just put it this way. Uh, the, stom- the stomach was rumbling last night. Oh. So I don't know how often your dogs get up. They get up in the middle of the night. Do you have to take them out? S- sometimes. And that's the hardest thing for us, mm-hmm. the hours that we work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my dogs will wake up at like 1 a.m. Ah, no, wow. I still have two hours to sleep. Well, there's, o- there's only thing worse than 1 a.m. It's 2.50. Oh. <laughs> but so my dog, let's just put it this way. My dog usually, sometimes she'll sleep all the way through the night. Most nights it'll happen once. And if it's before 3 a.m., I'll do it. If it's mm-hmm. after 3 a.m., like if it's if it's after 3 a.m., I'm Gone. I've got my my process. And if my wife will do it because she, I really don't have time to waste after that point. Uh, but but last night my dog got up four times. Oh. And um, yeah. She, she had a little upset tummy. What'd you feed her? <laughs> I don't know. We're a chihuahua. Get, yeah. Right. <laughs> but but this made me laugh yesterday. This is not related to last night. But you know we all have our. We've talked about this before. Our various uh, alarms. And some of us have multiple alarms and backup alarms to right. get up at weird hours like 3 a.m. and such. But I saw somewhere just coincidentally yesterday, somebody says, you know, the surefire way to have your alarm make you jump out of bed every single time is to make it the sound of either your dog about to uh, have an issue with her stomach or your dog. Because my dog gets up and shakes off. Yeah. And like last night, if the dog got up and shaked off, the first thing I'm thinking is i got to pop out of bed before she... Uh, Wait, you know, does it before she gets outside? Before she paints the carpet. Mm, yes, exactly. <laughs> and there were uh, there were a few uh, divots that I had to clean up at three a.m. Oh, you poor <laughs> so, thing! So. Well, it's always good to repair your divots on the course. <laughs> yes. Well, you don't want to leave them for your wife later in the morning. No. As they say in the movie Pretty Woman, watch out for the steaming divot. Yes. <laughs> and I just texted my wife before we started the show, and I said uh, I did my best to uh, take care of those at three a.m., but I might not have been uh, as pinpoint accurate as I am uh, when, when the day is light. You might need zero res to come clean your car. <laughs> well, there you go. It all comes back to the now, sponsors. By the way, before we go to traffic, you said that Zoke's uh, meme, Ryan Reynolds' meme, was the, or, or GIF was the first one you got. Uh-huh. The first technical message you got in response to this yesterday was from me. Yes. Which said, well, that's at least two segments tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for writing the show today. <laughs> I know, right? That's right. Zoe? We uh, didn't have to research anything. That's right. Our dogs just did the first segment. That's exactly right. And Lizzo. And, well, Your and dog, Lizzo. my dog's in Lizzo. <laughs> Bo and Beth here on Friday morning, News Talk 1110 WBT. Bonus Teresa Payton today. Oh, and I'm so glad because she can help us break down this China balloon story. 
Well, the reason uh, we, we felt the need to get her on uh, sooner than uh, her, her usual Wednesday, Wednesday slot next week is because there are developments uh, with the, uh, the Chinese balloon situation. Hearings held yesterday on Capitol Hill. So as to set this up before we get Teresa's reaction, here's Fox's Aisha Husney. Fox has learned China's spy balloon had Western-made parts with English words on them, raising new concerns about who and from which Western nation sold them to China. A senior State Department Department official has only gone so far as to say the manufacturer has a direct relationship with China's military, adding that the spy craft had multiple antennas to collect and geolocate communications and solar panels large enough to power intelligence collection sensors. The tool package, the equipment package on that balloon was enormous. We were not able to jam the transmissions. This is, we don't know the extent of the program. Further classified details were shared with both the House and Senate inside a closed-door briefing. Republicans left still convinced the administration should have shot the balloon down over Alaska or Montana. They could have taken that balloon down, and the greatest risk would have been hitting a cow, a prairie dog, or an antelope. But Democrats felt it was right to wait until it floated over water. I do think it made sense for us to learn something about this balloon, given that it really posed no threat to the United States. The U.S. Navy racing to scoop up the remaining debris off the shores of South Carolina as conditions are expected to deteriorate this weekend. While defense learns more about China's vast surveillance operation. I got a problem with, with a Chinese balloon flying over my state. Top military officials were grilled on Capitol Hill at a tense oversight hearing led by Democrat Senator John Tester. I want to know if we knew what the Chinese were trying to collect. We can probably get into details more in the classified setting. You can just say yes or no. Sir, I... uh, you don't need to get into specifics. Just did we know what they're trying to collect? Yes or no? Yes, sir. In a rare moment of unity, the House actually got together and unanimously passed a resolution condemning China for violating U.S. sovereignty. Center Josh Hawley uh, introducing a similar resolution in the Senate. Okay, so that's a lot to unpack there. Teresa Payton, uh, good morning. Thanks for being with us. And uh, so what, what do you make of this now, given all of that? Good morning. Um, obviously, there's still so much we don't know. They, they haven't, so they shared this kind of information in an unclassified manner, and, it, and there's a lot to unpack here. So it was collecting signals intelligence. There was some solar power going on. There was mention that we were not able to actually kind of, you know, block some of the signals. So we're not sure exactly what was collected, what was sent. And this is all without even um, having retrieved the payload yet, so the main technology. I am convinced that we are continuing to see unfold in front of our eyes the Made in China 2025, which is a national strategic plan and industrial policy of the Chinese Communist Party. Um, if people haven't heard about it, you can read about it. They've been very public about wanting to be the innovator of the world, and that's both a government complex and a private sector industry com com you know, complex. So looking for um, signals intelligence, radar, uh, taking pictures of facilities, looking at how our supply chain works, that can all be a part of this Made in China 2025 plan. So, the, you know, reports were saying that they have now figured out that this has been going across 40 different countries, five different continents, all of these different balloons. 
what is the what is the difference between what these balloons might gather versus what satellites themselves are capable of gathering? Yeah, and this is just, you know, somewhat of an educated guess on my part until we hear more about the forensics and what gets covered and and what the FBI and other really smart people um, are able to piece together. But um, a couple of things. One is we bounce a lot of signals from cellular towers to low Earth orbit satellites um, and between cellular towers. So there's, there's a lot of traffic that goes on between ground, low Earth orbit satellites, and then the higher up in the air satellites. And it could be they felt like they needed audio, video, and they wanted to collect signals intelligence that they are not able to intercept at those higher level commercial and government satellites. And maybe they're just looking for an opportunity to get finer details, better granularity than they could from a higher altitude. So this, you know, this balloon was flying uh, lower than typical satellites, but higher than commercial air traffic. So it's very possible they could get better pictures, better detail, and more signals intelligence um, than they could at those other altitudes. Now, I know that um, we don't have the payload information yet. And I, here was the first thing that I started thinking about whenever I heard that they were getting communication signals. I read this dystopian novel um, a few years ago about uh, companies and countries using personal information from citizens of different countries as fear tactics, as blackmail tactics, and then releasing all of that information out into the public. Is it a possibility that they were gathering information, uh, private conversations, phone conversations, emails, anything like that from people that they see as potential future leaders or business leaders or just private citizens that are then going to be used in some kind of fear tactic way? And again, I'm never a, a, a conspiracy theorist or a scared kind of person. And this really troubled me. Is that even a possibility or am I like way off here? You're not way off, Beth. I think all options are on the table until the forensics um, are completed. And, and again, you know, I, one of the tactics, the ongoing tactics of China for many years has been, um, and I like to tell people, you sort of get a visual of the most powerful vacuum cleaner you can think of. Everybody's got their favorite brand. And you're just like sucking up like all the sand at the beach and you're you're vacuuming up all the sand and who knows what you're going to get in that there's probably garbage seashells there might be a few gems a few pearls um in that sand and basically china will then turn it over to you know an army of analysts and ask them to sift through the buckets of sand looking for things that are usable um so it's very possible that private citizens could have had their signals intelligence, their communication scooped up in sort of this vacuum cleaner, if you will, of what was going on. Again, we don't know because it flew for so long yeah. in the United States. We don't know exactly what they intercepted. Um, candidly, if I were on, you know, in China and advising the engineers, I would have said, hey, once you gather data and transmit it to our satellites, you should be re erasing uh, the data and implementing a kill switch. So in the event this balloon is downed on purpose or by accident and is recovered by somebody other than China, you want to make sure there's no evidence of what we took. I don't know that they've done that or not, but it's very possible that once transmissions were completed, the data was deleted and a kill switch was implemented. We won't know until they find the payload and do the analysis.
Okay, we're up against the clock here. I know you have to go to another interview, a national interview, so I'll let you go. And thanks for coming on uh, short notice on, on, on a different day than Wednesday. Oh, Beth and Bo, I always look forward to talking to you both. Be safe out there. News Talk 1110 WBT. Bo and Beth here on a Friday morning. Time to check in with our friend Jeff Marr at the Weather Channel. Weather Channel meteorologist. I uh, want to update the situation. We... Uh, we're talking about the possibility of maybe a little snow around the Charlotte area, at least the possibility. Uh, and uh, here 24 hours later since we last spoke uh, in long form. Uh, Jeff, good morning to you. Uh, anything changed with the projections? Yeah, I think we're going to see possibly a little bit of snow mixed with rain. It's going to be early on Sunday morning. I don't think we're going to have much accumulation, though, because temperatures are so mild today. We'll be into the 60s for a high and still into the 50s tomorrow. But we may see a little bit of light dusting, mainly on the grassy surfaces as we head into Sunday morning. But different story up in the mountains. That's where we probably will have a winter storm watch issued some point today. Uh, it could pick up maybe three to five or six inches of snow as you get higher up in elevation. Well, that's kind of exciting for our uh, snow resorts and the ski slopes in the mountains of North Carolina. Yeah, it's been a uh, hard to come by as far as snowfall this season. So Mother Nature hopefully uh, helping that out as we head from late Saturday night into Sunday morning. This is all going to be caused by an area of low pressure that will move from the northern part of the Gulf of Mexico up off the coast of the Carolinas as we wrap up the weekend. So it'll be drying up a whole lot of moisture. So a lot of rain headed in, especially as we make our way from tomorrow night into early on Sunday. And that's the time frame early Sunday morning where it may get cold enough. Temperatures probably down in the mid-30s for a little bit of snow to mix in with that rain. So is this just, uh, oh, hey, there's some snow to look at or you know this is uh, not the the monday through friday friday commute but it is the church crowd going uh you know out in the roads on sunday morning uh, what should uh, we worry about or, or not worry about with road conditions yeah i think we'll be okay on road conditions mainly uh a cold rain falling a little bit of snow may mix in with that and if we get a uh, a warm layer nosing in we may have a brief period of sleep but for the most part a cold rain may be mixed with a few snowflakes now across the foothills we could get maybe a dusting to a half inch or inch of snow and uh, as you get up into the mountains, that's where the biggest impacts will be. And we mentioned the winds. Those will certainly be a factor here locally as well as we head from Saturday night into Sunday, this area of low pressure resulting in wind gusts out of the northeast potentially near 30 or 40 miles per hour. So if you're planning on uh, getting some uh, treats for the Super Bowl on Sunday or maybe some early Valentine's Day shopping, today is your best bet. Mild weather with 60s and scattered showers. It gets windy and a little bit cooler tomorrow, but the uh, worst of the weather as far as the cold air and the gusty winds from Saturday night into Sunday. And then after we see those gusty winds and the possible dusting of snow as we head into the next part of the work week, are we going to see that melt away and we come back to these little, um, I, don't, I call them like tempting little spring kisses we get? <laughs> yes, a yes, uh, little spring preview. Yeah, we're going to warm right back up early next week. We'll see sunshine and uh, get close to 60 for highs both on Monday and for Valentine's Day on Tuesday. The next round of rain will then move in on Tuesday night. And then temperatures will trend even warmer through the middle portion of next week, uh, Wednesday into the low 60s, probably around the 70-degree mark with some rainfall moving through on Thursday. So uh, certainly feel more like winter as we head from tomorrow night into Sunday, but then temperatures rebound as we head into the start of next week, right back up into the 60s by Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay, Jeff, uh, this is your challenge for the rest of the day in the forecasting that you do to work the phrase tempting little spring kisses <laughs> into what you say. Just in time for Valentine's Day. That's exactly. Right. That's right. And then if, if you say that, you have to say uh, credit Beth Troutman. Yeah, I'm, I'm trademarking it, man. all the credit for that. <laughs> That's all, right. all right, man. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. No problem. We'll keep you updated. All right. Thanks. Off he goes. Tempting little spring kisses. Isn't that kind of what it feels like? You know, do you remember that song um, when we were in college that it felt like springtime on this February morning as I lay me 
Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, no, no, or I'd be pulling it up no. right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go take a coffee break. <laughs> Six forty-three. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe Pam, maybe Pam knows that one. Pam, I don't know. do you ever know what I'm talking about? It's like a, like a girl singing. It's like if the hot springs. I'm sorry, I don't. But the only thing I can think about is now every time I talk about a wreck, I'm going to say about bumpers kissing. Oh, see, you can turn it. it makes into... it sound so much better. Wait, yeah. wait, come on, Pam. Wait, she just gave you a huge clue as to who it was. Did you not hear what she said? It was a girl. A girl singing. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that part. I was like, uh, let's narrow well, that, that down a little well, bit. Well, that narrows it down. Okay. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it, guys. Well, while you're doing traffic, I'm going to look up a girl singing in my computer here. See if if it's not in Bo's bank, then yeah. then it doesn't exist. It, yeah, my, maybe I wrote this song just in my head on warm spring days. A girl singing. WBT, where business talks, presented by Ram Pavement. All right, we're eight minutes in front of 7 o'clock here on WBT. I can't believe what I'm about to tell you after the business headlines. Maybe I should believe. You found the song that the girl sang. (laughs) Actually, I was thinking about (laughs) Chick-fil-A. I'll explain in a moment. Stocks wiping out earlier gains and finishing lower as investors continue to weigh the latest batch of earnings reports. Disney stock losing ground after popping in earlier trading. The entertainment giant reported better than expected quarterly results and at the same time said it would be slashing 7,000 jobs. In addition, activist investor Nelson Peltz said he's calling off his proxy fight and Tesla stock continues to ride higher and notched an eighth consecutive gain. Shares of the electric vehicle maker are up over 60% this year. The Dow winners, Salesforce, United Health Group and Walmart, the Dow Decliners, Goldman Sachs, Home Depot, and Microsoft. The Dow falling 249 points, the Nasdaq down 121, S&P 500 falling 36. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Everything in the red this morning, Dow futures down 131, S&P futures down 24, Nasdaq futures down 137 at 653. <laughs> you did find the... like springtime. On this February morning In a courtyard Birds were singing your praise Well, you know, if you'd given me a little more to work with (laughs) Other than It's this this girl singer (laughs) I know you you said the lyrics And something about it resonated But uh, then you said uh, Then we figured out it's it's Sophie B. Hawkins Sophie B. Hawkins I I googled the lyric It felt like springtime on this February morning it really is real. It wasn't just in my head. But if we're going to play Sophie B. Hawkins, I mean, I, I'd rather... we got to go down this room. This was a song right here. I remember the first time I heard this, and I was like, wow, that's different. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, think about being a girl in here in this song yeah. for the first time. I don't know that I fully... <laughs> It was uh, upon a few more listens and uh, examining the lyrics further that I got the whole scope of this song. Oh, I might not know the scope of this song. I may have just said something that I, like, woo, imagine being a female hearing this song. I don't know. Beth's going to have an interesting uh, news break coming up. (laughs) I'll leave it at that. I don't know. Oh, Oh, no. My face is red. There's a lot going on in this song right here, especially for when it came out in, uh, I want to say, was it 1994, if my math is correct there? 
Now, the summer of 1994, Sophie B. Hawkins. That seems about right, because I remember it from my senior year of high school, which was 94 into 95. So, I don't know if John Moore knows what we're about to tell him. And Uh-oh. we're going to have to unload this one on Zoki in a few minutes, too. But I, I saw this he... one yesterday. I told you a story about something that happened very early in my marriage one time. This is early in the days of our show here. Um, probably six, seven months ago. And we were talking, I think we were talking one day about arguments that you had with your spouse. Like, do you remember the first big argument that yeah, you ever had? Yeah, yours was about a Christmas tree. Yes. Uh, it was about the Christmas tree, getting it in the small little apartment uh, door of where we were staying. And, and I grew up and my family always got these big old fat, thick Christmas trees. And so I wanted to get a big old fat, thick Christmas tree in our tiny little apartment. Uh-huh. And um, that's the last time I got a big old. In fact, <laughs> we even like five or six years later had a fake Christmas tree, mm. <laughs> which in my family is like, what? Because wow. we used to go cut them down in the mountains. Uh, but anyway, we you started and Clark ta- w. Griswold. Uh, seriously, we thought we were. And, and then uh, uh, but we were talking about arguments. And this was not a huge argument. It's really the first time that my wife pulled a fast one on me. Uh, oh, 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 I know exactly because I've done this to my husband, too, because you guys both eat like five year olds. Do you remember the, the first time that you if you've told me this on the air, I've forgotten. But have you have you pulled have you done the old bait and switch with a, with a meal before? I've tried. I've tried to sneak vegetables into his diet. All right, so I'm looking at the clock here, and it's actually more fitting that we we hang on till Zoki gets in here because I want I want the full effect of this with John Moore and Zoki, and maybe George will be here by then because Chick Fil A is about to try something on their menu. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, they're about to try something, and I love Chick Fil A, and so many people love Chick Fil A. But I got to tell you, if, if I bit into this and didn't know what was coming, I don't know how I'd be feeling about Chick-fil-A after that. I'm going to uh, tell you that I'm here for it, Chick-fil-A. I had a feeling you would be. So uh, that, is a, that is a massive tease to hang on with us in five minutes because if, if you're a Chick-fil-A aficionado, uh, this is either going to double down everything you've ever loved about them or you're going to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. But before I go there, what was the thing that you bait-and-switched not that they're bait and switching, but I, I, this is akin to a story where I was bait and switched. That's why I'm, this is what makes me think of this, and it'll all make sense in just a few minutes. But what did you try to make Craig think he was eating? Oh, I've done it a ton of times. I have tried um, smashed cauliflower instead of mashed potatoes. I have um, snuck zucchini into chicken burger patties. <laughs> I have snuck things like sweet potatoes. But you said tried. Yeah, I tried. so it didn't work. It did not work. My husband absolutely hates onions, and I sneak onions into everything, and he can pick them out like a bloodhound. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Chick Fil A is not trying to sneak something because you no. have to order it by name. But what they're doing, uh, well, it will always it will remind me of what my wife tried to do one time, and you actually just said it in one of those. Uh-huh. So we'll continue this conversation. This is actually going a uh, test market on Monday at Chick Fil A's. And as I understand it, I do believe Charlotte is one of the test markets. I'm going to be one of the first in line, y'all. I can't wait till you hear what it is. Uh, hang on. We'll tell you what we're talking about momentarily. 7 o'clock awaits. Happy Friday, everybody. Six minutes past 7 o'clock on WBT. Bobeth, Jim, and John. Say a little prayer for you. Oh, I'll come in my hand now and 
Beth is acting out all the words. <laughs> I'm actually doing the, the scene from my best friend's wedding. Yep. See, I think everybody who's the same age as, as we are or close to it thinks of that movie. It's like one of the greatest movie scenes. Because this song had a rebirth in that movie. And this is not the version that was in that movie. Uh, uh, now I can't remember the lady's name. Dionne Warwick. Dionne Warwick is here, but it was Diana King oh. who had the song that was uh, became a hit again after that movie back in, what, 1995 or 6, I'm thinking? Uh, but we're playing this because the guy who wrote this song and so many other songs, a lot of songs you may not even realize were his, but Burt Bacharach. Oh, yeah. Passed away at the age of 94 yesterday. So. I think of the Austin Powers movie, too. I do Ladies too. and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach. Yeah. And he's on like the back of a bus or something, yeah. a truck, like Just driving through Vegas. <laughs> Playing the piano. Uh -huh. Well, we can do that if you want. Bo's Magic Box will have that. Yeah, Bo's right Magic here. Box has that scene. Mr. Burt Bacharach. needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some. But everyone I promise I'm gonna get to the Chick-fil-A story here. <laughs> but I love how it morphs into sort of the Austin Powers version of this song here yeah. in a second. Right here. <laughs> I'm Beth, or she's Beth, I'm Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it Bill Walker that did that? I'm Debbie Fabia. <laughs> you remember that? Did he read yeah, it off yeah. the prompter? <laughs> yes, you read the wrong line. I'm Debbie Fabia. <laughs> no, what, you're not, Bill. That's what makes it even worse. I have no teleprompter. I just basically now, you she's, you've been here almost a year, and if you're wondering what effect oh, you have on me, I'm now you. You do have, have a new promo. <laughs> yes. Well, he was listening to a Sophie B. Hawkins story, a song, so maybe that's what. But I, you to but I was thinking right there, I, had, I was picturing Austin Powers, you know, hey. And then I'm like, I'm Beth. I'm Beth, guys. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday I said it was Friday and it was Thursday, and now today I'm actually Beth. So, uh, See, anyway. Brett Jensen was right when he filled in last week. He always wants to combine the two names. He's been saying, try to say Bo Troutman yeah, all this time, it. and now you just did it for him. There it is. In a he way. did it, and he's not even here. Uh, well done, Brett Jensen. Well done. Uh, anyway, Burt Bacharach. Burt Bacharach. Great songwriter, great lyricist, but even better name. Burt Bacharach. Like, what no. a great name. But just, like, so cool, right? All that music yeah. is just, like, so... Just cool. I mean, you just don't you just hear the 70s just oozing yeah. out of every song? Yeah. Well, and he wrote a lot of songs that I guarantee you, as you listen right now, that you didn't know that he wrote. Yeah. There's some that you did. We just played a couple of them. But... Uh, I want to hold that for a few minutes here because I want to get, I'm burying the lead. And I said this going into the break. And I said one thing that was sort of correct, but not totally correct. They're not going to launch this in Charlotte, but they are going to launch it within driving distance if you want it badly enough. Because uh, Monday, Chick-fil-A, the third largest chain in the U.S. Uh, by sales, private chain, will test a new menu item in Denver Charleston, South Carolina, and in the Greensboro Triad area of North Carolina. I'm so excited. I said, uh, going to the break, has uh, Beth, have you ever done a bait and switch on Craig mm -hmm. and tried to make him eat something that he thought was something else? 
you know, and, and, and I ask that because I've told the story on the air one time early in our marriage where my wife, uh, we had what I thought was mass, mashed potatoes mm-hmm. and uh, it was actually ground up cauliflower. And um, that didn't ground go over there. Ground, <laughs> ground up cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> just a, yeah, it sounded repugnant when you said it. Like, ground up cauliflower. Oh, yeah. Ground up. <laughs> I can't. I didn't do it enough justice. Ground up. So I do mashed cauliflower, and I did the same thing. I thought if I loaded it down with some gravy, I thought, Craig's not going to know. And he's like, were these potatoes? Like, what, what is this? It tastes like a burp. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, it's called. It tastes like a burp. Chick fil A will test a cauliflower sandwich starting Monday. I am here for it. Three markets. The new sandwich closely resembles its famous chicken sandwich, but uses breaded and pressure cooked ground up cauliflower in place of meat. I added the the ground up part. Mm -hmm. It's a pressure cooked cauliflower in place of meat. The fast food chain says it's been working on a plant based sandwich. For nearly four years, and if it takes off, it's going to be at a Chick Fil A near you. Wait, is is the bread bread, or is the bread also cauliflower? The bread's no, bread. The bread is bread. So isn't it usually like you buy these pizzas with cauliflower crust to replace the bread? No, they should go all cauliflower. Just go all in. <laughs> cauliflower bread on the cauliflower <laughs> chicken. What was, like, what was it called? The the double down sandwich that KFC had. Oh yeah, it, was, it had no bread. It was yeah. like chicken it was, on it chicken. It was all fried chicken. I am here. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I think I should drive to Greensboro. I'm going to do it like every day and just buy a billion of these sandwiches so that it does take off and it becomes a thing. Because I love this idea. I love cauliflower. Like, y'all, like, really love cauliflower. Ground, like, ground up? Uh-huh. Smashed cauliflower, steamed cauliflower, raw cauliflower. I love it. So the idea that I could get this on that little, like, yummy, warm Chick-fil-A bun that's in the little bag with pickles and then get their buffalo dipping sauce and dip all of that together. And then I don't have to think about, because one time, and I'm not going to say what the restaurant was, but when I was a kid, we went and got chicken sandwiches and my family, we bit into the chicken sandwiches and it wasn't cooked enough. (laughs) And so I'm freaked out by chicken sandwiches. Sometimes I cut them in half every time I eat them. You could say KFC. To make make sure. Uh, I'm right, aren't I? No? No. (laughs) Oh, sorry, KFC. Um, To make sure that the chicken is done, I wouldn't have to worry. It's cauliflower. I can just just dive right into it, and it'll be kind of mushy, but breaded. Like, have you all had the buffalo breaded cauliflower? It's so good. No, everybody's not on the board Mm -mm. with this. I don't know where to find what you just talked about. Breaded cauliflower? No, buffalo Buffalo breaded cauliflower. I don't know if there is a a food that I dislike more than cauliflower. See, this is where we diverge. But you don't eat a lot of vegetables. You don't really like vegetables. No, I, I do like some. I just like certain ones, and cauliflower is not remotely one of those. I like how he says cauliflower. I do, too. Cauliflower. 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 Oh, no, how do you say it? Cauliflower. It's cauliflower. Cauliflower yeah. versus cauli? Yeah, cauliflower. Okay. Well, whether it's ground up cauli or cauli, I don't want it. <laughs> you don't want it. So you aren't down for the sandwich. You wouldn't even try it? Nope. Not even if it had buffalo sauce on it? Not going it. near it. Pickles? Nope. You yeah. don't eat pickles either? Nope. Yeah, I, I, I probably haven't eaten cauliflower since that time my wife tried to trick me into thinking it was mashed potatoes in like, I don't know, 1998. Did you think it tasted like a burp? Uh, well, uh, having not had a burp before. Uh, I'm, <laughs> You've never burped? I've never, I've never eaten one. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Wait, you've never tasted your own burp? <laughs> Good morning. Enjoy that breakfast, everybody. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
people don't realize, this is a Burt Bacharach tune. No. Uh-huh. I walk along the city streets you used to walk along. Na Naked Eyes didn't do the original version of this. Did Burt do it? Well, Burt wrote it. Did he ever sing it? Like, sing it, sing it? That'd be cool. I'll have to look. I think it was Sophie B. Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> See, this takes me back to my WRQN Toledo's Hot FM Jim Clemens days. <laughs> Jim, this was in the rotation. This is like aha take on me. Did he write that? Don't think so. Oh. Uh, Bert Bacharach has passed away at the age of 94, so we're going through, I mean, like, uh, I, I always think, I don't know why, but I always think of John Moore when I think of this song, but this is, this uh -oh. is a Bert Bacharach song. Because you're a big Carpenters oh, fan. Yeah, I didn't know you wrote this one. That sounds like a Burt Bacharach song. The day that you were born, the angels got together and decided to create a dream. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John Moore. <laughs> I don't sing, but I'll leave. Uh, let's see. Uh, this one I didn't know. This is another Burt Bacharach. But it's true. Arthur Spence. Yes. I'm singing them. I'm sorry. This is just. Did he do any heavy metal? Uh, not that I'm Look, aware. It's a lot of the same. Uh, this is probably as heavy metal as he got right here. <laughs> oh my gosh! He wrote that's what friends are for. This was definitely when I was at WRQN in Toledo. Y'all, this we is our... We played this like every half hour. This is our theme song. It's a great song. I just... We played it so much, I like I had to walk away. I just... We're bringing it back. Take me right back to 1985. We got another one over here. Well, hey. I'm Beth. Or she's Beth. I'm Beth. <laughs> <laughs> this is my new favorite moment of... Good morning, BT. <laughs> you know, John Moore has John Moore has tapes of things over there. I mean, we always talk about the, what I've got in my computer. Well, John in his computer over there, like stockpiles moments like that, uh -huh. and I can uh, I can ask for like any number of people over the years, and he's got something. I always in the back of my mind wonder what does he play when I'm out of the room. Like, what does he play on days when I'm not here? Mm. Don't and, tell him, uh, Jim. Yeah, mm. uh, I know. Mm. Now I know one that's been added to the list. It's like audio wars. Yeah, it's like lobbying. Christmas Audio real. grenades at each other. Yeah. Go ahead, play it again. I just let's get <laughs> it out of your system. <laughs> well, hey, I'm Beth. Or she's Beth. I'm Beth. <laughs> And I'm that little that little audio gem I gave to John Moore, what oh. about about 15 minutes ago? Yeah. Yep. I just love the juxtaposition of the music is so happy about being. Hey, I'm Beth. That was the hey well, that hey. was the best part. Well, hey. I'm Beth, or she's Beth. I'm Beth. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the part of the movie where Austin Powers is. You know, he's like, hey, how you doing? Hey. Yeah, baby. And and um, so yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, Brian, you're on News Talk 1110 WBT. How you doing, Brian? Hey, good morning, Beth and Tom. Yes. Oh, wow. 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 Good morning. Uh, so the question that was on the cauliflower for Chick-fil-A, yeah. so I do like cauliflower. So the other question I got is the calories. So if the regular meat has lower calories than the cauliflower, then is there any value other than for the thing of being a cauliflower as a new sandwich kind of a thing, which I wanted to try it. 
But uh, I'll be interested in the calorie content because if it's more than that, then is it really of any value from that point of being a vegetable source? You know, that's a great question for Tom. Let's ask Tom. Let's ask Tom. No, seriously, that is a good question because, well, I don't know, Beth. I'm I'm actually Googling it to see if they have a calorie content. The only benefit that I could see is that they now have an option for maybe vegetarians Mm -hmm. who aren't really thinking about the calories, but maybe more about the the protein source itself. I guess cauliflower is not a protein source, but about the the actual patty itself. But, yeah, you're right, because sometimes you think that you're doing something great by getting the, the, the buffalo cauliflower and then you look at the calories on the side of the, the container, and you're like, wow, I could have just had regular buffalo. Or the sodium. Like, and this is, like yeah. the Beyond Burgers are like so loaded in sodium in chemicals. to make yeah, it taste yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> and this yeah, is that's their... the only thing I would say about, you know, questioning about these new sandwiches. You know, it's great if, you know, if it's less value, if it's more value but less calories and less sodium, because sodium is a very important thing because sodium can cause some cardiovascular kind of issues, obviously. But uh, that's just something that just came to my mind. Well, I'm glad that you thought of it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a, a, a Google search to see if I can find any nutrition information. I Ryan, will keep you posted. Thank you for calling the, uh, the, uh, the Tom and Beth show. We appreciate it. Uh, Ralph, you're on News Talk 1110 WBT. Hi, Ralph. Good morning, B&B. Bo, I was wondering if somebody proposed that you would eat a whole crown of broccoli for like a million bucks. Could you... And raw broccoli at that with with no water. Well, see, here's the thing, Ralph. I like broccoli. Oh. I don't have a problem. With, no, I, I would not choose to eat broccoli like raw. Like, I like to have it when it's, like, steamed or, or, or cooked and have cheese with it and that kind of thing. So but yours I, is basically a conduit for cheese sauce. Yeah. But I, I, well, but, but I no, I, I, I eat it without, I eat it with, uh, you know, butter on it. Okay. I, I'm I'm not I'm not George H. W. Bush here. Broccoli's not not one of the the things I don't like. Um, I meant to say cauliflower. Okay, cauliflower. No way, no how. <laughs> he just did a whole broccoli conversation <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> he just he just turned the cauliflower. Green. It was actually a question for Beth, not for you. <laughs> actually, it was a question for Tom. So uh, wait, you wouldn't eat for a million dollars? You wouldn't eat a head of raw cauliflower? Uh, for a million dollars, I would, but it wouldn't yeah. be fun. I'm no. with him though. I I can eat cauliflower. I much prefer broccoli to cauliflower, and I don't know why. Because they're always served together like they're best friends. Yeah. It's always like <laughs> them and sometimes carrots. That anyone's ever had. Um, let's go to John. You're on News Talk 1110 WBT. Hi, John. Hey guys, how you doing today? We're great, John. Awesome. Useless knowledge for you folks. Ooh, okay. Uh, Naked Eyes. They had two hit songs with a remake of uh, Dion. Warwick's song tune. The other one was Promises, Prom, Pro, Promises, and the theme song to the original Blob with Steve McQueen. Burt Bacharach wrote that with Hal David's brother. Are you serious? You mean the movie The Blob? Yeah, the original one with Steve McQueen. Yeah. Huh. Holy moly! Burt Bacharach wrote the theme to The Blob. Yeah. That's um, like the best b- piece of useless trivia ever. I do not have the soundtrack to the Blob in my my computer. I'm We're gonna sorry. find it. I'm sorry, John. I hate we have to this do. weird conversation of uh, cauliflower and Burt Bacharach just kind of intertwining, <laughs> and now we go back and forth with like, <laughs> there's no segue between them. And do you now, like cauliflower? Hey, Burt Bacharach died. <laughs> One more time. Well, hey, I'm Beth. I oh, hate cauliflower. <laughs> Oh, you're right. There is no segue. None. Uh, 728 on WBT. I'm Beth, and here's Jeff.
more from the Burt Bacharach. Is that the theme from The Blob? That is not. <laughs> no. I told you. There, there's, there's limits to my uh, machine over here, and the Blob the soundtrack blobiness. is not on it. I think that's, that's a, a fun factoid that we learned from a listener is that Burt Bacharach wrote the theme to The Blob. Mm-hmm. That put him on the map, and then everything else happened. And the only reason I know about The Blob is because of the, that's what they were watching at the drive-in in the movie Grease. Was not aware of that. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> it was like a commercial for it or something. In the so uh, we're talking about Burt Bacharach. We're talking about cauliflower because that's what we do. <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> On Good Morning This BT. is how we honor Burt Bacharach. That's right. I mean, it just so happens that... Uh, the man loved cauliflower. <laughs> At least we're going with that, that story. Hey, Mike, you're on News Talk 1110 WBT. And by the way, we're talking about cauliflower because Chick-fil-A on Monday in three test markets, one of which is Greensboro, is uh, launching a new cauliflower sandwich so as to be their first foray into the meatless sandwich type thing, you know, meat substitute. I'm so excited about this. So I've been researching. I went to the Chick-fil-A website and I've been reading all about this sandwich. They mm-hmm. have been developing this thing since 2018. And they are basically doing the same thing to this cauliflower patty that they do to their chicken. They marinate it in like the pickle juice and then they deep fry it and then they put it on the soft, moist bun and they put the pickles. I'm excited, man. Pickles on a sandwich are great, but very polarizing. Like I don't think Bo is a, you don't like pickles. No, I'm okay with pickles. Are you okay with Yeah. Uh, I didn't mean to speak for you, but I thought that's right. <laughs> I thought I had heard that in the room. Uh, Mike wants to speak. He's online too. Wants to talk about what else? Cauliflower. What's up, Mike? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I'm not a cauliflower lover or a cauliflower hater. Uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, you know, all these alternative uses for cauliflower that have come around in the last few years have been really interesting. But I have an alternative use. Uh, bow for a for a head of cauliflower that uh, that you might enjoy. Uh, decades ago, I went to a Halloween party, costume party, as the Scarecrow, and uh, from Wizard of Oz. Uh, the girlfriend at the time was Dorothy, uh, but this Scarecrow had found his brain. It was a head of cauliflower that I'd spray painted with gray primer. Wow! It makes a very convincing brain. And if you want to, if you want to degrade some cauliflower bow, there's an idea for you. Spray it gray and use it as a brain. Fast forward to Halloween <laughs> now. Wow, I just decided I like cauliflower there, Mike. <laughs> All right, well that's a new one. Thank you. Happy Halloween early. Yeah, happy early yeah. Halloween. That's right. Uh, well, hmm. not what I was expecting. The things to say. that you can do with cauliflower. I do feel like there are some moments where I feel like we're just asking too much of cauliflower. Like, we're just asking I it to be... I thought you were going to say, there are just some moments we're asking too much of listeners. Yes. <laughs> no! We're trying we to want... come up with topics to chime in with. Uh, I don't dislike cauliflower. Uh, we big, want you big to listen to this show. From Burt Bacharach to cauliflower. No, actually, b- morph the two of them together. Okay. <laughs> it's like the most benign thing to talk about. This it's is like, so bizarre. Do you like paper plates? <laughs> <laughs> Five seven zero eleven ten. Well, but I mean, look. Uh, I like the little dividers on the paper plate. I mean, people are fanatical about their Chick Fil A. Well, yeah. We know this because just recently a huge story was the the, the plans to now tear down the uh, the Cotswold Chick Fil A and redo it like they did at Park Road mm-hmm. as a uh, as a drive through only, and that's because the traffic in that area over in Park Road and no doubt other areas that uh, uh, that you have a Chick Fil A at a busy part of town. You have these terrible congestion issues, and uh, so if if that restaurant 
is 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 launching a cauliflower sandwich, it's a bigger deal than we realize, even if I don't like it. Oh, I, I think people are going to jump in on this. I think it's going to be delightful, and they're just going to leave it. I hope they have it on all their menus, and I can just run the, through and get a cauliflower sandwich. The biggest sandwich. point you found, though, is if you are a vegetarian— it's not a really a vegan option because it's still fried in animal. Well, it doesn't. Yeah, right? it, it, I was reading on the website about the development of the sandwich and how long it took them to develop it, and they they worked with a chef who I, I think worked uh, was in the Charleston area to to make this a, a really tasty treat for people. But it had an asterisk at the bottom of the article about the sandwich. This is on the Chick Fil A website. It said not considered a vegetarian option, and my guess is it's about preparation, and they probably fry it in the same oil that they fry mm-hmm. the chicken patties in. Mm-hmm. Um, would be the big, the big causer of that. Causer? Nope, not a word. <laughs> <laughs> Just cause. Just cause. <laughs> Just causer. <laughs> News Talk eleven ten WBT. Bo and Beth <laughs> and Jim were off to see the wizard. If we only had brains, right? We have a lot of heart, though. Yes, that's right. And then our next segment will oil the joints, right? (laughs) Look, flying monkeys. Yes. Oh my goodness. Please right. and take it with you. Well, you think I, I? I heard that. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What's happening in there? I heard what you said, Pam. Yes. I heard you. I heard you. I was thinking about the big causer on the roadways of all these delays. Yeah, it's the causeway. Wait a minute. The big causer. You mean? Causeway or cauliflower? Which? <laughs> cauliflower. Cauliflower. Oh, I love you, Pam. Well, first, I am going to jump on that cauliflower. I love the uh, the whole idea. I Thank do want to see what it tastes like. I think it's going to be delightful. And I'm a big fan of Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I could while I mean, away the hours composing with flowers. In my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts are busy hatching if I only had a brain. Some cauliflower. Sprayed gray. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, she's aboard. Actually, it sounds like most people are aboard except me, but I'm going to stay on my own individual train car over here. Hey, wait a second. Isn't that a... It's Dodge Caravan. That's the car. Hey! Hey, you! What do you think you're doing? Drive. Like hell you are. Fine, I'll go without you. It is all kinds of Friday here. In the Ty Boyd studio. All kinds of it. Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman, John Moore, Santa is here as well. Hey, George. Howdy. What's George. up, man? What's going on? George is in for Bernie today, and uh, on the WBT hotline, it is the one, the only. Brett Winterbull now joining the mix. Happy Friday to you, sir. Happy Friday. It's great to be with you. I love cauliflower pizza. Let's get going. <laughs> Well, that was actually my first question, and you beat me to it. However, uh, cauliflower pizza I don't do, but everybody else does. But are you gonna are you gonna jump aboard and, and give it give this uh, cauliflower sandwich at Chick Fil A a shot? Uh, yeah, yeah, pro- yeah probably, pro- probably. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm curious about. I, I am I am a a carnivore, mm-hmm. like 100 percent of the time, mm-hmm. except for when I'm eating fish or or not eating it at all. But here's the thing. I am always curious to see what new new flavors come up. And as I've gotten uh, older uh, through my life, I'm just really curious to try like different stuff. Say, so, yeah, I'll try it. I'll, g- I'll give it a spin. We'll see what we'll see see if it blows my hair back. I'm with you. I will try anything, anything at least once. But most times, I, I'll go in for seconds. I have an unsophisticated palate, and um, I'm standing by it now. 
Uh, let's talk about what happened uh, in Washington yesterday. Uh, the, yeah. They had the hearings uh, for the Chinese balloon. And uh, th- we just had Teresa Payton on a little bit earlier uh, talking about all that they have now discovered is what was part of this. Uh, multiple antennas, sense- uh, you know, very sophisticated sensors. Again, uh, I've been on your show a few times this week, and we seem to keep coming back around to this idea of I don't understand why they could not have found uh, a a softer way to land this thing. And if not that, then then crash the thing over a barren area of Montana. If it had all of this that we're learning was in it, all the more reason I'm scratching my head that uh, we're in a situation now where we're having to fear for bad weather this weekend uh, that's going to prevent us from uh, completing this this uh, this. Uh, mission at sea to try to find these parts. I, I I think that they've got a lot of the parts. That I think they've brought a lot of the stuff up. Um, I, I think they're not going to give away what they've got in terms of the tech. Uh, but I'm I'm with you on that. Okay, I I do understand why they should have taken the thing down. Should have hit come down and hit hit the ground. We reassemble passenger jets when there are terrible accidents. And you've seen it in the warehouse, right, where they, yeah. they put all the pieces back together, basically. It's yeah. bent and it's burnt and it's damaged. But you can still put all that stuff together. Um, and, and so I'm with you on that. A- a- absolutely. I want to know why we don't have, like, an array of jammers around our country where you could just jam this thing. Like, I, I, I have to believe in 2023 we have that sort of technology. We have got to have that sort of technology. It's um, I, yeah, I don't get it. It's a scary thing to think about. We had Teresa Payton on earlier, and uh, you know, we were asking you, you and I were. I was on your show last night, and we were talking mm-hmm. about what kind of information could they be getting? What kind of communication information can they be getting stuff from private citizens? And she basically said, until we really know all of the facts, that yeah, everything mm-hmm. is really fair game. How do we look? How do we know? In all seriousness, how do we know that this thing didn't go across the country and wasn't vacuuming up? everybody's phone number that has TikTok. Right. Okay? I mean, it, it was drifting very slowly. It was very quiet. Uh, all that sort of stuff till it got spotted in Billings, Montana. And, and, and you know, it just could have been anything, right? They could be, they could be, they could have gone across the country and said, what we're going to do is we're going to see everybody who's got TikTok and we're going to see what, what bank accounts are attached to that. I mean, there's, this, this really could be catastrophic. Yeah, 100 100- it's a it's a scary thing to think about. There there's another story that we wanted to get your uh, take on before we let you go. Um, things just got a, a little interesting, if you want to say it, for Mike Pence. He just was subpoenaed um, yeah. by the special counsel investigating the Donald Trump's involvement in the January sixth um, riots or the January sixth attacks. What do you think this means for Mike Pence? But more importantly, for his 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 view of, of heading to the White House himself. I think he'll, you know, he's he's a guy who's kind of a uh, uh, an establishment guy. I, I'm guessing he'll he'll honor the the subpoena. He'll go in and he'll probably talk to whoever he's got to talk to. All his lawyers with him. Um, in, in this case, you know, it's been a couple of years. It's very possible that Mike Pence doesn't remember every single conversation, every single nuance, every single emotion involved in that. And and maybe that's what he'll end up saying to uh, Jack Straw from Wichita. Uh, you know, he may he may say, listen, uh, I you know what? I don't remember that conversation. I wish I could help you. Um, we got that from the Twitter people just a couple of days ago. They didn't remember anything. 
It was incredible. I can't hear you. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Gee, I don't know. And that's, you know, I, I think Mike Pence will honor the subpoena. There's no reason to end up, you know, potentially going to jail for that. But I think he will, he will nuance his answers uh, appropriately. And it's going to be funny because, in a way, it's going to really make the former president nuts because he's not going to know what Pence said or didn't say. Speaking of the former president, uh, i got about 30 seconds here. I, I find it interesting, though, we've talked so much about Trump versus DeSantis in recent days. Yeah. Uh, Biden was in Florida yesterday, and for the first time, you're starting to hear Biden focus focus in on DeSantis a bit. Yeah. Uh, maybe start of, starting to at least, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that he thinks that DeSantis is going to be the candidate, but he, he is very obviously... Uh, uh, projecting that he realizes that's a possibility so i better get ready for that possible foe as well that's right and and here remember this we saw a preview of this back during hurricane ian and and desantis was gracious and polite and kind and nice and you have to remember desantis is a navy is a navy reservist which means that that that's his commander-in-chief so he can't take haymakers at him he can take haymakers at the policies that he articulates but he can't go at the president personally and this i think just serves to elevate desantis uh, in, in the national conversation if if biden really wants to square off with desantis he, he should be very careful because he may get his wish and i think desantis with, with the young and the vigor and the family and all that i think he'd give him a real tussle all right brett winterbull show friday edition this afternoon starts at three we'll talk to you then take care guys all right man and uh coming up ah uh, you know what it's gonna be like a buffet in here in a few minutes mm-hmm. i'll explain momentarily beware of the blob it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor right through the door and all around the wall a splotch a blotch be careful of the blob so this as well Thanks to one of our callers who pointed out that this is a Burt Bacharach tune from the movie The Blob. Now I can't unhear this, but I'm trying to picture this with the actual movie itself. It seems so like an interesting juxtaposition of this like giant blob of like flesh eating goo. I was going to say, (laughs) let me help you. Imagine a blob (laughs) and then this song and there you go. We're uh, talking about Burt Bacharach because he passed away yesterday at the age of 94. So we're playing. Uh, it's a it's an expansive catalog, and as uh, many of you are chiming in as we go forward, there are the obvious ones like "That's What Friends Are For" and and the one from My Best Friend's Wedding. The moment I wake Yeah, up. and then there's this one. So uh, we try to cover all the bases on this Friday morning, February 10th, and we actually have some special guests in the studio. We do. Um, I. Uh my well, I, my husband is the is I, I call him the Cookie Monster basically. So anytime that cookies are an option in my house, um, that is something that I get excited about. <laughs> so we have a special guest. Thirteen-year-old Hayden is here, and her dad Clay, who actually just reached out to me via um, Twitter. You just tw- direct messaged me on Twitter, and then I end up with boxes of cookies. Well, they, well, hang on. <laughs> Basically, life works out that way so, for you. So Hayden is a Girl Scout. Yes. And Hayden, welcome to the studio. Thank you for being here. Pull up to that. See how close I'm talking? Yeah, talk close in. There you go. So, so, say hello to the Charlotte radio audience. Hi. 
<laughs> you know, it's it's a really uh, when you when you come to a radio station, this is the first time you've ever been to a radio station. Yeah, it's always a good idea to bring boxes of cookies because yeah. then everybody's going to say, "Come in this studio, come down here." Uh, but for, but uh, so what's what troop are you in? Or it, it's not called a troop in Girl Scouts, is it? It is. It is. <laughs> okay. I'm in Troop 1800. Troop 1800. Uh, I have a son in Boy Scouts, so I know a thing or two about Scouts, just not Girl Scouts so much. But um, so it's Girl Scout s- selling season, right? What have you? We all, many of us here in the room, ordered. Because Beth basically said, here, here's the order form, and uh, we like <laughs> to eat Beth. cookies in here. Clay says, uh, he sent me a link, and he said, hey, do you li- we, I guess you and I were talking about Girl Scout cookies and how much we liked the Samoas. And uh, so Clay was like, hey, you want some? And I was like, well, of course we do. Here's the, uh, here's the order form. So um, I, I went a little overboard, and I think I ordered all the cookies. All of them. I think so. <laughs> and, uh, all that could be ordered. So are there new cookies this year? Um, there are the Adventurefuls, which were new last year, um, but they were only available online. And then okay. we have a new cookie called the Raspberry Rallies, which can only be ordered online this year. So what's in the Adventurefuls? Because I ordered two boxes of those, but I wasn't sure. Is it like they looked yummy? What are, what are they? So Adventurefuls are like chocolate brownies with caramel in them. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Now I'm really I'm sad in. I didn't I'm order in. three boxes. So we're gonna we're gonna make like a buffet in here, I think. Because yeah. I ordered some, but then Beth ordered like one of each. <laughs> like you did. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not joking. There. Yeah, I got a little excited about uh, the Samoas are my favorite, so I think I ended up with like three boxes of the Samoas. So so the raspberry rallies are new this year, but you can only get them online. So they start selling online, and they have to be shipped to you. But they're available February starting February 27th. Oh wow! So that you can't buy them at the booths or anything like that. So only online, the Raz. Okay. okay. Well, we're excited to uh, dive into all. And the the most adorable thing about Hayden is she, not only did she bring cookies in, but they are all wrapped with ribbon. And she has a personalized card for each one of us, which wow. is very amazing for a, a, a young woman of your age to take that time and put that much effort and love into this. So Hayden, we appreciate it. How long have you been a Girl Scout? I've been a Girl Scout for about six, seven years. Six, so. seven years. Yeah. And then, then how much longer... Can can you go, or do you think you're going to go? You got Four a while? or five years-ish. Okay. What are your future plans? <laughs> <laughs> well, and just so that you know, Hayden and Clay had no idea they were coming back into the studio, and, and they had no idea they were going to be on the radio. So we just threw you into the lion's den, didn't we? Well, no, yeah. you've done very, very well. And, uh, and and not only that, we have a box of cookies. I mean, you can't just go to the front and they hand you this. And with personalized cards, we have to thank you and say we appreciate it and yes. uh, good luck with everything. So you've been selling cookies for uh, five or six years now. Yes. Yeah. Do you like selling cookies? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, Girl Scout cookies, there are a few things in life that are sure bets no matter what. Yeah. And Girl Scout cookies are one of those things. I mean, am I right, people? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. They're going to sell more while they're in here, by the way, because I, I didn't order mine yet. Well, so that, we, while here. that and we have like seven other radio stations in this building. Well, and right. Tim Soki was distracted by the dog hair in my ear, so he forgot about. Yeah, there was a lot going on. <laughs> that, that was distracting. <laughs> I, I must admit. All of Charlotte was distracted wait, by Wait this. a minute. <laughs> distracting, maybe, but unexpected, no. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, we, we are selling at the Harris Teeter and Matthews tonight starting at 6 o'clock. So okay. if anybody wants to get their fix on cookies. I love when guests come in and plug their events. Well, I know, know. (laughs) and they can meet the celebrities, Clay and Hayden, who were just on WBT. They'll be there tonight at the Hayden, quick question for you because it's the topic of the day. Are you pro or negative on cauliflower? No answer is wrong. wrong. (laughs) Do you like it or not like it? I like cauliflower. Yes! 
Are, that was the is, only one. Is there any cauliflower in these cookies? No. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> you passed the test. Uh, it's great to meet you all. Thank you, Clay and Hayden, for coming in. Good luck with the rest of the selling. Thank you very much. Like I said, it's a, it's a pretty easy sell because who doesn't love Girl Scout cookies, That's right? right. And, That's and right. And what and your your troop again is what number? Eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. Well, this is a great Friday morning thing. I mean, we're gonna make we're gonna make a buffet out of your cookies, Beth. There's nothing better than Girl Scout cookies and coffee. It's my new breakfast of champions. Uh, you guys haven't met the guys from uh, our sister sports station, but uh, there's a surefire way that they will show up in this room in about 15 minutes. Oh and it's cookies. it's cookies. Whatever you have left to sell, they'll, they'll buy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys have a great day. Good luck tonight. And thank you. When we come back, it is the yearly tradition. He's in the house. Jim Zoki is going to break down Super Bowl 57. We'll all give our scores, our predictions, and uh, Zoki will have the final word on uh, this Kansas City versus Philadelphia matchup coming up on Sunday evening from the longtime WBT sports director and Hall of Famer. So stay where you are. And uh, next hour, speaking of Hall of Famers, Charlotte's most beloved John Hancock will be in studio as always. WBT. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. News Talk 1110 WBT. Before we uh, delve into Super Bowl 57, I want to go back to the NFL honors last night. Uh, which happened in Arizona. Uh, this is now the gathering where they announce all the uh, awards for the season. But the uh, the big story last night had to be uh, who took the stage in front of that crowd. Uh, one, Demar Hamlin. First, I would like to just thank God for even being here. Every day, I am amazed that my experiences could encourage so many others across the country and even across the world. Encourage to pray, encourage to spread love, and encourage to keep fighting no matter the circumstances. Sudden cardiac arrest was nothing I would have ever chosen to be a part of my story, but that's because sometimes our own visions are too small even when we think we are seeing the bigger picture. My vision was about playing in the NFL and being the best player that I could be. But God's plan was to have a purpose greater than any game in this world. So this was uh, on stage as he was accepting what's called the uh, NFLPA's Allen Page Community Award. And uh, he appeared on stage with many of the caregivers uh, that saved his life and, wow. and trainers. And uh, I mean, it was a large group. And there he was on stage uh, speaking to that crowd. And um, look, I mean, we didn't think that he was going to be here a few days, the, uh, definitely the morning after that. Well, so. and what a beautiful, sp I mean, spin is the wrong word, but what a beautiful take on, on that to say, hey, you know, cardiac arrest was never something that was in his plan, but that sometimes God's plan is bigger than our own vision. And to think about something as as tragic as that moment in his life and to take it 
and turn it into something positive, which it has been, given that he's gotten, um, you know, more than $2 million donated to a charity that before that happened, you know, had only um, was only able to raise around $2,500 and that that is now going to help um, so many different schools and so many different students. And for him to take something that has been so hard on him and has also taken him out of the sport that he plays for right now and to still look at it through a lens of, 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 of positivity is quite remarkable. Okay, so that was at the NFL Honors last night. And now, as promised, we're going to delve into this game, 6.30. I feel like the NBA trade deadline has sort of took the, uh, took the headlines away from the NFL the last few days. But uh, now the NFL takes uh, front and center. And uh, 6.30 on Sunday night, the Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles in Arizona. Zoki, uh, I'll get your score at the end. That's what we ask everybody else. But the game itself, the breakdown here, as you watch this as an X's and O's guy, a guy who's uh, called games for the Panthers since day one, how do you size this up? Well, just so folks know, there's uh, almost no point spread in this game. I think it's a point and a half that Philadelphia is favored over Kansas City. So basically, it's a coin toss game. I like Philadelphia. I'll give the score later. I think that they're more well-rounded. They led the league in sacks, and Kansas City was second, but the difference is like 15. Led by, of course, Hassan Reddick, the former Carolina Panthers, having an incredible season. And they have James Bradbury in their secondary, by the way, another former Panther here. But I think defensively they're better than Kansas City. They run the ball overall better than Kansas City does. Of course, the Chiefs, you talk about Mahomes and Kelsey, that's the thing that uh, nobody has figured out how to stop that that dynamic duo. Uh, But I just think overall – when you put it all together with the defense and the running game, because every team tries to take something away from what another team does, that Philadelphia's got more to fall back on and more avenues in which they could win the game. So I think they're a more well-rounded team. They're both number one seeds in the NFC and the AFC, uh, but I do like the uh, the Eagles in this game. And so many seasons you can think back on where you got sort of a lopsided Super Bowl, uh, at least on paper, or it's not the matchup that you wanted to see in the end, but this one here, I mean, you got number one versus number one, and the two teams in each league that were the front runners all the way through. Do you think that we're seeing the best two teams facing off here? Yeah, definitely. I think so. I think, uh, you know, the case could have been made uh, for Buffalo at one point, but I thought they kind of fell off as the season went on overall. Uh, San Francisco, if they had had healthy quarterbacks, I think that could have been uh, a team that could have beaten the Eagles. Uh, in the words of uh, Christian McCaffrey, I just hope both teams lose. <laughs> I don't think it's an option, though. That's one, of, that's one of the quotes of the year right there. I know. I love it. I love it. Uh, okay, so we're going to get Zoki's score here in a moment, but let's go around the room, starting with Beth Troutman. I figured you were going to start with me. You know, I don't have anything left to say because Jim took the words right out of my well, mouth. Well, I took it right off your notepad. So I know. I'm I mean, sorry. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, but he doesn't have the team that the Eagles have. And so, <laughs> so, here's, so here's my prediction. Yeah, here's my prediction. Um, Eagles are going to win it 31 to 28, possibly 31-27, but I'm going to go 31 How will Rihanna do at halftime? I think she's going to kill it. I'm just kind of ho-hum about that one. I, I don't know. Mm, like Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, Uh-oh. I guess. Well, so many people were kind of like ho-hum about last year's. I dug last year's. Well, no, I wasn't. I was looking forward to last year's, and it lived up to it, yeah. I thought. Um, all right, George, who you got? Here we go. I'm going to go with the Beagles. And I'm going to go... The Beagles? 32-27. Wait, you're calling them the Beagles, but you're saying they're going to win. Yeah. Okay. Or you are betting on the Puppy Bowl. No. That's <laughs> no, 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 no. 
I would I always, go with Beagles then, too. I always <laughs> call them the Beagles just because I always give every team a different nickname. Oh, cool. Okay. He loves the Cowboys. Who are the Panthers then? The Panthers. Well, you said you give each team a different yeah, well, nickname. Of, of the enemy team. Oh, okay. He calls them the furs like that. But like those. <laughs> like, yeah. He's the one. All right, John Moore, who you got? George likes the Cowboys. Uh, I think the final score is zero to zero. <laughs> well, I, that's what I'm hoping anyway. Well, let's base it on fantasy football. The Eagles were very good to me this year in fantasy football. So 27-24, Eagles. 27, 24. So Eagles. we're all going Eagles. That's three yeah. Eagles in a row there. All right. So my turn, and we got Zokes in a moment. I am going to go against the grain of the room. Ooh, oh. he's going Patrick Mahomes. We have an outlier. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs will win this game 28 to 14. Wow. Not even a close game. That's so cute. 28 to 14. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can talk about it in your little man trip up to the mountains <laughs> to get beer. <laughs> and if I get it wrong, I'll just say that it was Beth's score. <laughs> right? No, the great thing is if you're right, you'll be the only one who's right and you'll stand out. Well, if we don't know that yet because you haven't given us your score. Well, I did give my team already, though, so I did uh, forecast. I'm going to go with the, uh, the the Eagles is what they call them up in Philadelphia. And uh, my score is actually similar to John Moore's, but I have 27-21. 27-21. Eagles over the chefs. All right. There we go. So I, I've got this all <laughs> duly noted. Uh, Jeff Atkinson, do you want to give a score? Uh, Kansas City. Ooh, that's his yeah. team. That's, oh. that's our team. Yes. Okay. Is it going to be a blowout or a close game? Close game. Close game. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, we have everything written down here. We will uh, compare notes on Monday and uh, see who was correct. And we'll get Hancock's. Hancock's <laughs> going to say the Broncos are going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I got some oceanfront property. This one's for John Moore on a Friday morning. Arizona, the site of Super Bowl 57 coming up in just a few days. And we just uh, went over our picks around the room here. Uh, the Chiefs and the Eagles. So if you didn't catch that, you can catch it in the Weekend Best Of podcast or uh, the podcast at WBT.com, however you want to find it. If you didn't hear it live, but if you didn't hear it live, where were you? Mm. <laughs> or you could bring us cookies and we'll tell you in person. That's exactly right. Those are the two options. We have cookies in the studio thanks to uh, Hayden and Clay. And w- w- I just read the little beautiful handwritten note that Hayden left us with the cookies. There are four girls in her Girl Scout troop, and they are raising money to go to the Grand Canyon I think that's so amazing. That is. Mm-hmm. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you pointed that out because um, they were in here a few minutes ago uh, and they were trying to make trying to make sense of what they saw. I know. As does everybody who walks in this room, but we have a lot of fun especially on Fridays and we had the big game coming up and we were talking about uh, who thinks uh, what with the score, but better yet, uh, what is America eating during the Super Bowl? Okay. In our case, Girl Scout cookies. Our, we yeah. <laughs> because the Super Bowl pregame show has begun for this show. And can y'all hear us eating? I mean, we've all been eating. We, we, we've opened a box of the Samoas. We've opened the Tagalongs. We've opened the new Adventure Fools. So I've got cookies in my teeth. But so Girl Scout cookies, not number one on the list. I'm going to I'm going to hold off on number one because I I, 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 I can't believe <laughs> I'm so surprised. <laughs> I'm dumbfounded. I'm so shocked by what number one is that I I can't function. Number 10 spinach artichoke dip. I get that. I love dips. It's at OK. Games. It's just so there. Goopy. It's always the same. 
I just, it's, I don't look forward to it. I don't dislike it. Always it's with just the spinach. <laughs> <laughs> so same with the, it's spinach and it's artichokes. <laughs> That's great. Always with the spinach. Number nine, <laughs> pigs in a blanket. Also, always the same. <laughs> I can't believe that's a top ten. <laughs> well, I mean, they're fun, though. Dip them in mustard. I don't think they're that common, though. Oh, well. Pigs in a blanket? I mean. Number nine. Number eight. This one should be number one in my book. Nachos. Yeah. See, I feel like uh, that should be number one. That feels like an underrate. Okay, so number seven, I'm really sad about. Why not be inventive and do nachos in a blanket? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I will eat nachos while wearing a blanket. <laughs> um, that was lame. <laughs> She looks around the room like, anyone? <laughs> Does no one want to sit under a blanket? Not just in a blanket. Waka waka. Dog hair in my ear. <laughs> um, number seven, talk about bland. Now, this is way more bland than spinach artichoke. What, cauliflowers in there? Well, pretty much, because yeah. it's, it's like a conduit for this, this conduit. This <laughs> what? <laughs> this this keep item. On, keep on going. <laughs> and a blanket. <laughs> Hummus. That's the next one. Hummus is number seven. I'm sad about that. I love yeah. hummus, but I'm not gonna. Because that's not, yeah. Nothing says hummus like this music. <laughs> <laughs> number six is also what I think should be in the top two. I think it should be nachos and buffalo wings should be the top two, but no, buffalo wings number six. Six. Who's, Num- wait, whose list was this? So this is all compiled by Google searches for recipes for Super Bowl games. See, I don't even think that's a good system because people know what they already know. So chicken wings are probably already known if you people know them. how you do them. This is according to a study from out of Pennsylvania, Virginia, Ireland, Illinois. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Pennsylvania, <laughs> New Jersey, and Ireland? <laughs> did I say Ireland? You, you did. did say Ireland. Does it oh. say Ireland or did you say Ireland? I may have. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a weird jump. Are you making stuff up as you okay. go? I think I meant to That's say... That's where they have condoms in a blanket. I, <laughs> I think I meant to say Ohio. <laughs> yes, Ireland is. Well, you know. Ohio. <laughs> Number it's five. It's the shield on the map. <laughs> Number five, chili. Chili, I get. All right, yep, chili. But I want to make the chili for my nachos. Chili. Like, I want the chili on the nachos. Number four is the lamest possible one, tater tots. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Do you make tater tots for not Super hate Bowl? on the tater tots. Oh, no, I like tater tots. Don't go hater tots. But- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's ever had tater tots for a Super Bowl snack? Exactly. But that's a great idea. Who's going to have it on Sunday night, Jimbo? And who's, and who's Google searching tater tots? You just buy them frozen in the bag. Nobody makes them. You don't make your own tater tots. Maybe these people were I have looking- a lot to say about tater tots. I didn't realize I was going to have Yeah, see, I'm cauliflower. He's tater tots. Come You're, on. I just snorted. You're really passionate about tater tots. <laughs> I think they're the most underrated of the fried potatoes. I would agree with that. Yeah. I do like tater tots. I just don't want them on my Super Bowl buffet because they, they get cold really fast. Move on. I, I, I don't want even. cold tater tots. That's why you put ketchup on there to hold the heat in. Right. Mm-hmm. Also known as ketchup. they get sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Number two and three, I think, should be one. They shouldn't be separate, but chips and salsa and mm-hmm. chips and guacamole. I feel like that should be one category. But number two is chips and or number two is chips and guacamole. Number three is chips and salsa. But I feel solid, like solid, solid, and also queso should be in there. Queso should be in there. But that kind of goes with my point about nachos. Nachos should be number one, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Number one. Do y'all want to take guesses? I'm so. Uh, this is like having a tater tot on my Super Bowl buffet to me. What number one is? Steak. Close. Yeah. I'm gonna go with steak as well. Close. 
Um, Actually, that was weird stupid list. because you said close, and then I said steak. <laughs> good at this game, Yeah, though. I really am. But we haven't had, like, sandwiches, like maybe a big uh, Super Bowl sub, like a sandwich. <laughs> well, yeah, that would make sense. That Not would make it. sense. But no, the number one best snack for your Super Bowl party is a meatball. Uh, well, that's a steak ball, essentially. Well, that's why I said you were close. <laughs> okay. It's ground up steak in a well, ball. It's not close, though. It's just it's just reformulated. <laughs> Both Super Bowl party. It's ground steak ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's ground steak balls and tater tots. Hey, with a little cat cauliflower thrown in, right? And pigs in a blanket. Maybe if I eat all of that, I won't taste the cauliflower. Oh, you could do cauliflower in a blanket. I well, bet I could make I'm that for you. I'm just going to eat my Girl Scout cookies. Is what I'm going to do. Mm. Is that anticlimactic? It's not your fault. It's a list. Meatballs. Yeah. I think wings would have been my guess as to what number one would have been. Wings and nachos. And pizza wasn't even on oh, the right. list. Oh, that's right. I didn't pizza. think about that. Pizza, pizza the, not even on the list. That's what I should have said. When you said close, I should have chosen something different. Pretzel yeah, bites. Steak and pizza are so close. Like 99% of other people <laughs> who would have said something different when John Moore said close. <laughs> Uh, anyway, hey, uh, here's one more for you as we go to break. Top-selling NFL jersey in North Carolina. Which player do you think it is? Jake DeLome. It is not. It is, of course, <laughs> currently Dak Prescott. What? Jake DeLome's a better guess. Yeah. Do they make? Do they still make? Do they make antique jerseys? <laughs> like, oh, I got wait a minute. I, gotta, I can't I wait to tell that one. Jake DeLome. Jake, Jake's <laughs> antique jersey. <laughs> I mean, like, for older. Like throwback? Yeah, throwback. That's the word I was looking for. Antique. Retro. <laughs> Retro. I went antiquing, and I thought of Jake Dillon you, jersey. You could have chosen literally any word as a synonym <laughs> except that one. That's Jake Dillon. He's the <laughs> antique quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Bowen Beth here on Friday morning, News Talk 1110 WBT. Bonus Teresa Payton today. Oh, and I'm so glad because she can help us break down this China balloon story. Well, the reason uh, we, we felt the need to get her on uh, sooner than uh, her, her usual Wednesday, Wednesday slot next week is because there are developments uh, with the, uh, the Chinese balloon situation. Hearings held yesterday on Capitol Hill. So as to set this up before we get Teresa's reaction, here's Fox's Aisha Husney. Fox has learned China's spy balloon had Western-made parts with English words on them, raising new concerns about who and from which Western nation sold them to China. A senior State Department Department official has only gone so far as to say the manufacturer has a direct relationship with China's military, adding that the spy craft had multiple antennas to collect and geolocate communications and solar panels large enough to power intelligence collection sensors. The tool package, the equipment package on that balloon was enormous. We were not able to jam the transmissions. This is we don't know the extent of the program. Further classified details were shared with both the House and Senate inside a closed-door briefing. Republicans left still convinced the administration should have shot the balloon down over Alaska or Montana. They could have taken that balloon down, and the greatest risk would have been hitting a cow, a prairie dog, or an antelope. But Democrats felt it was right to wait until it floated over water. I do think it made sense for us to learn something about this balloon, given that it really posed no threat to the United States. The U.S. Navy racing to scoop up the remaining debris off the shores of South Carolina as conditions are expected to deteriorate this weekend. While defense learns more about China's vast surveillance operation. I got a problem with, with a Chinese balloon flying over my state. 
Top military officials were grilled on Capitol Hill at a tense oversight hearing led by Democrat Senator John Tester. I want to know if we knew what the Chinese were trying to collect. We can probably get into details more in the classified setting. You can just say yes or no. Sir, I... uh, you don't need to get into specifics. Just did we know what they're trying to collect? Yes or no? Yes, sir. In a rare moment of unity, the House actually got together and unanimously passed a resolution condemning China for violating U.S. sovereignty. Senator Josh Hawley uh, introducing a similar resolution in the Senate. Okay, so that's a lot to unpack there. Teresa Payton, uh, good morning. Thanks for being with us. And uh, so what, what do you make of this now, given all of that? Good morning. Um, obviously, there's still so much we don't know. They they haven't. So they shared this kind of information in an unclassified manner. And, it, and there's a lot to unpack here. So it was collecting signals intelligence. There was some solar power going on. There was mention that we were not able to actually kind of, you know, block some of the signals. So we're not sure exactly what was collected, what was sent. And this is all without even um, having retrieved the payload yet, so the main technology. I am convinced that we are continuing to see unfold in front of our eyes the Made in China 2025, which is a national strategic plan and industrial policy of the Chinese Communist Party. Um, if people haven't heard about it, you can read about it. They've been very public about wanting to be the innovator of the world. And that's both a government complex and a private sector industry com com you know, complex. So looking for um, signals intelligence, radar uh, taking pictures of facilities, looking at how our supply chain works, that can all be a part of this Made in China 2025 plan. So, the, you know, reports were saying that they have now figured out that this has been going across 40 different countries, five different continents, all of these different balloons. What is the what is the difference between what these balloons might gather versus what satellites themselves are capable of gathering? Yeah, and this is just, you know, somewhat of an educated guess on my part until we hear more about the forensics and what gets covered and, and what the FBI and other really smart people um, are able to piece together. But um, a couple of things. One is we bounce a lot of signals from cellular towers to low-Earth orbit satellites um, and between cellular towers. So there's there's a lot of traffic that goes on between ground, low Earth orbit satellites, and then the higher up in the air satellites. And it could be they felt like they needed audio, video, and they wanted to collect signals intelligence that they are not able to intercept at those higher level commercial and government satellites. And maybe they're just looking for an opportunity to get finer details, better granularity than they could from a higher altitude. So this, you know, this balloon was flying uh, lower than typical satellites, but higher than commercial air traffic. So it's very possible they could get better pictures, better detail, and more signals intelligence um, than they could at those other altitudes. Now, I know that um, we don't have the payload information yet. And I, uh, here was the first thing that I started thinking about whenever I heard that they were getting communication signals. I read this dystopian novel um, a few years ago about... Uh, companies and countries using personal information from citizens of different countries as fear tactics, as blackmail tactics, and then releasing all of that information out into the public. 
Is it a possibility that they were gathering information, uh, private conversations, phone conversations, emails, anything like that from people that they see as potential future leaders or business leaders or just private citizens that are then going to be used in some kind of fear tactic way? And again, I'm never a, like a c- c- conspiracy theorist or a scared kind of person. And this really troubled me. Is that even a possibility or am I like way off here? You're not way off, Beth. I think all options are on the table until the forensics um, are completed. And and again, you know, one of the tactics, the ongoing tactics of China for many years has been, um, and I like to tell people, you sort of get a visual of the most powerful vacuum cleaner you can think of. Everybody's got their favorite brand. And you're just like sucking up like all the sand at the beach and you're you're vacuuming up all the sand and who knows what you're going to get in that there's probably garbage seashells there might be a few gems a few pearls um in that sand and basically china will then turn it over to you know an army of analysts and ask them to sift through the buckets of sand looking for things that are usable um so it's very possible that private citizens could have had their signals intelligence, their communication scooped up in sort of this vacuum cleaner, if you will, of what was going on. Again, we don't know because it flew for so long in the United States. We don't know exactly what they intercepted. Um, Candidly, if I were, uh, you know, in China and advising the engineers, I would have said, hey, once you gather data and transmit it to our satellites, you should be erasing uh, the data and implementing a kill switch. So in the event this balloon is downed on purpose or by accident and is recovered by somebody other than China, you want to make sure there's no evidence of what we took. I don't know that they've done that or not, but it's very possible that once transmissions were completed, the data was deleted and a kill switch was implemented. We won't know until they find the payload and do the analysis. Okay, we're up against the clock here. I know you have to go to another interview, a national interview, so I'll let you go. And thanks for coming on uh, short notice on on a different day than Wednesday. Oh, Beth and Bo, I always look forward to talking to you both. Be safe out there. John Hancock, WBT, keeping you in touch. All right, I'm going to change the music here for a second. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bert Bacharach. There are a bunch of kids going by the window who think we're a music station. They <laughs> just walked by as we're playing Burt Bacharach. And I'm humming with my eyes closed. <laughs> John Hancock, Charlotte's Most Beloved. i got to think you've, made, you've played a, a Bacharach tune out of a BT jingle at some point in your career. If you weren't around in the 70s and I suppose, what, 80s or would it have uh-huh. been 60s or, I mean... All he really was responsible for, uh, well, for you, you can, he, he made Dion Warwick a star. Oh, yeah. So you can hold that against him. <laughs> but It wasn't the Psychic Friends Network? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had uh, one of her first big hits and her last number one hit. This one right here, 1986. I'm telling you, Burt Bacharach um, really wrote the soundtrack for so many people's lives, so many, a, a couple of generations. Well, the first thing I thought of was uh, Sundance Kid, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. <gasps> oh, 
Oh, that I forgot about that film. Yeah. It was the bi- it was uh, Catherine Ross was riding the bicycle or something, isn't that when they played that? Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, there's. It, I, I was going through the catalog last night, and you know, been working in radio for a long time. A lot of these songs, you know them all, but you don't realize how many of of these songs that he touched. I mean, so many people had big hits, and they owed it to him. I mean, Fifth I, Dimension, Bobby Vinton, Blue on Blue, he wrote that. And uh, a caller uh, reminded us that he wrote uh, songs from the uh, soundtrack to the movie The Blob. Which, that <laughs> one was the one that really got me. He wrote Blue on Blue? Yeah, by Bobby Vinton. I, am I thinking of the right song of, of what that, of, is that the da-ba-dee-da-da-ba-da-ba-dee-da? <laughs> is that Blue on Blue? I may, I may have lost in the translation. <laughs> yeah, I think I did too. We're about, we'll find out in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that. Da, da, be, da, 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 no, da, no, it was no. like I'm blue. Da, ba, dee, do, no, 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 no. That's Oh man, this is no. That that's that's like a techno song that came out like like 15 years ago, which and that and one, that was not Burt Bacharach, <laughs> is what you're telling me. I do not think so. Hang on, because I got both of them in here. Sorry, Bert. Sorry, Bert. <laughs> well, the, the first one you mentioned, the first one you mentioned is not the one you're talking about there. This is Bye. I could die cuz you're not here. Right? This is the one you were talking about, Hancock. Now the trees are bare. There's Yeah, probably. I'd have to hear the hook. Yeah. So, yes, that is not the song I was thinking about. I'm looking for the song you th- I'll find it in a minute, but anyway. It's called Blue though, right? Uh, yeah, it is. Welcome to the studio, John Hancock. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. We love it when you're in here. You came into giant stacks of cookies. and yeah, uh, That little girl has the weekend off. She sold her quota. <laughs> you, I, you can't even see Beth. <laughs> She's sitting behind this box of cookies. Well, I did use them to build a fort, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, nah, you can't turn down a Girl Scout. I know. All right, I found it. Here it is. This is one you're talking about. Yo, listen. This is it. This is not Burt Bacharach. No? You didn't write this? Oh, yeah. Burt Bacharach, the acid years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Eiffel 65. This is the uh, lesser-known collaboration. Back when he was writing with Frank Zappa. Yes. Yeah, I remember now. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't far off. I think I was in the right key. Okay. <laughs> Um, that has been sampled currently with like, like a Dua Lipa song or something. I don't doubt it. Now, uh, I got a, an email this morning from Hancock, and we always trade emails on uh, heading into Friday. And the latest one that Hancock uh, sent uh, caught my attention uh, for a variety of reasons. But I'll, I'll read you what it says here. It says, uh, <laughs> it says from Hancock, is it okay to eat food in bed? Well, that's, uh, there's going to be a girl fout fest in uh, Beth's bed over the weekend. I can pretty much uh, tell you that. There'll be crumbs everywhere. So is this a thing that's popped up, a, a news story that people are actually discussing? I'm sure there must they, be a survey. They did a survey, 2,000 adults, 46% of the people said it's okay to eat food in bed. But then they get down and they say, toast, chocolate, fruit, and ice cream are some of the bed-friendly snacks. Toast? I would think toast would probably be an out because of the crumbs. I think toast would be the worst. But then they say curry, lasagna, fajitas, and stir-fry are off-limits. You don't do that stuff. I would think fajitas. That would be a bad one because you have to assemble those yourself. (laughs) But if you had like a tray and a 
and, and, a, and a plate with lasagna. I feel like you could do that mess free lasagna with a you fork. You could. You could. No. I don't eat in bed, though, but I might have to change this with the, you're right, with the cookies. I'm just going to. But I, I can't think of, unless I've been sick, I can't See, think of any time that I've eaten in bed. I do it all the time. And my, it drives my wife nuts because, like, I'll, I'll go in, uh, I'll get in bed maybe 30 minutes before I'm ready to fall asleep and I'll watch a game and I'll get, like, some Cheez-Its in a bowl. And she hates it because I inevitably, a few drop down in, in the sheets or the pillows and the, well, you know, yeah. the dog will find them or, or you'll roll over at night and something you'll hear something uh, crack under your elbow and she hates it. <laughs> So uh, it's it's, it's a, <laughs> like, like a whole cheese it. Yeah, a whole cheese it. When you're eating a cheese it, and you know one drops down between the pillows because. And you don't go search for it after. Well, it? I don't realize that I did it. Oh. That's what I'm saying. She doesn't like it because then I, I always end up dropping one down into the bed or the bedspread somewhere. So that would bring up our other question, Beth, and that is, is it okay to do shots while you're in bed and not know that the Cheetos have fallen? That's completely different. (laughs) So that's literally eating crackers in bed. That that goes against the... uh... That's like the rule. You're breaking all the rules, eating a cracker, a cheese at cracker in the bed. You want to? It's my favorite snack, and I want to be the most comfortable. And I'm watching TV. Well, like you do, you eat it on the couch. So what's the difference? Do you are you under the covers while you eat these Cheez-Its? Uh, well, yes, I am. <laughs> what is? <that? laughs> one leg is out. One leg is in. I'm just trying and to get a. Do you have your footy pajamas on? <laughs> of course, of course I do. I'm also I'm also over here because Beth has done this to me before. Like I, I'm. I'm, I keep searching this song, thinking that there's a, a Burt Bacharach uh, reference in here or something. Uh-huh. But but I keep I keep typing in uh, you know this Eiffel 65 song from 19. I think this is like 06, maybe even earlier than that. No, it's 1999. So but way the, earlier. But, but when you Google it, this song and Burt Bacharach, nothing comes up in uh-huh. common. So. The reason for that poll, just oh, by the way, is Valentine's Day and people expecting breakfast in bed or not. Oh, so that's why they asked if it's okay to, uh, to have breakfast or have food in bed. Do you know, I don't think I've ever gotten breakfast in bed. Now, am I sad? Should I be sad? Yeah, yeah John Moore says yes. <laughs> well, nothing's, nothing says I love you like Cheez-Its in bed. <laughs> it says I love you like rolling over on a cheese. That's right. <laughs> Although the dog loves it. To go back to our earlier conversation about dogs sleeping in your bed. So the, the, the dog finds it as a bonus treat in the middle of the night. She's real happy. Add that to Rolos, and uh, you got yourself a got yourself a party. That's right. All right, we'll talk uh, Super Bowl Fifty Seven with Hancock and Beth, and Zoki's in the house as well. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I saw the life Well, 57 coming up on Sunday night, 6.30. The Chiefs and the Eagles, and this is your halftime performer, Rihanna. Saying, whatever happened to Rihanna? Well, <laughs> she's a billionaire, isn't she? Yes, yeah. she is. Because of a makeup line, a shift clothing line, too. 
but she's not. She doesn't have a, a brand new album or anything. No. Like uh, I, I thought this would be the year that Taylor Swift did it. To me, like, I can't believe she hasn't been the performer yet. And it seemed to me, a new album, everything's sort of been pointing to that. But then it ends up being Rihanna, who's kind of been out of the... She hasn't a hit on the radio in a, in a in good a while. Time. How cool would a, a Taylor Swift, Shania Twain halftime have been? Still could happen. And Shania's still... I mean, like, I, I watched her at the awards the other night with her red hair and her yeah. acting like she uh, loved every song that was being played. And I thought to myself, <laughs> you're trying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but she's still a, she's still a thing. She just released a new album, yeah. But she's coming to Charlotte this year, I think. Yeah. But I was talking to because uh, uh, somehow we got into talking to her about her the other day uh, with my my kids, and I was saying that when she first hit the scene, remember she had that that uh, Mutt Lang who wrote all the hits for so many like uh, Def Leppard, Def Leppard, and Brian Adams when he had those number one albums, and so. She was, uh, that was, weren't they married? Yeah, that they're, they collaborated on her first album and then got married and were married through her second and third albums that were all huge, huge yeah. hits. And then he cheated on her with her best friend who was also like her personal assistant. And th so they got divorced. And of course, she's not friends with the, the best friend anymore. And then Shania mm -hmm. married the former best friend's husband. That's a country song in itself. I it is. Know. But I if know. you listen to the new music, it's just missing something that 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 something that's the, the those old albums. Thing. But Rock wrote a lot of those songs. <laughs> <for her. laughs> so you got Rihanna at halftime. You have Chris Stapleton singing the national anthem before the game, which I'm oh, personally I'm a big Chris Stapleton fan. Looking forward to. Yes, good. I'm so excited. And then there's the game itself. Oh yeah, the game. Uh, the game. Uh, and six, commercials. And the commercials. Chris Stapleton and uh, Stevie Wonder the other night on. Uh, I, I can't hear the. But the, the the collaboration of the two of them oh. on stage at the same time was it with Smokey Robinson? Uh, it was a medley. Uh, they they were not on the same song together, but it was a medley that he was part of. So so the part that had uh, that had uh, uh, Stapleton uh, and, and him together was separate from okay, Smokey but Robinson. Stevie Wonder and Stapleton were together, and you would think. Wow. Who think? Who thought this was yep. a, a good idea? It was a great idea. It was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. It was my favorite part of the whole um, award show, or at least one of my favorite parts. So, uh, and he's interesting anyway. Mm -hmm. he, he never expected. I think that's the best part of the Grammys the other night, that collaboration. I had an old girlfriend that drugged me to a Stevie Wonder concert in uh, Colorado University. And, yeah, I wasn't, I mean, he's legendary. I wasn't against going there per se, but I wouldn't have gone otherwise. And uh, they walked him out and the crowd went crazy and all that stuff. He opened the show with a medley of about seven or eight of his hits. Um, Four or five of which you kind of thought to yourself, oh, damn, I forgot he wrote that. I forgot he did that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the best concert opening I've ever heard in my life. Uh, wow. He just had you right in the palm of his hand for the rest of the night. It was, he, he, it was fantastic. Another wow. interesting thing about the, uh, the game coming up, you know, usually the network that carries the game, in this case is Fox, uh, has an interview with the sitting president of the United States. And as of this morning, uh, Biden has not committed he hasn't said he's not going to do it, but he hasn't confirmed that he is. 
So I assume, I mean, in, in, in prior years, it was Bill O'Reilly uh, back in the day when he was part of the network. But I think this time around, it would probably be somebody along the lines of Shannon Bream or, or Brett Bayer. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, the, the usual traditional presidential interview uh, is not slated to happen. As we speak right now, maybe that changes between now and then, but that'll be interesting. Yeah. Because it would be, you know, this is where the Fox News and the Fox Network sort of morphs. I, you and I both used to work over at WCCB, and people would call the switchboard the same way they call the switchboard here sometimes, thinking that we are WBTV, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a difference. Uh, over there, it's even more of a, a thing where they think, oh, y'all are, y'all are the Fox News Channel. Well, right. no, 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 we're a Fox Network affiliate. That's that's sometimes you have the Fox Network taking Fox News Channel people for certain feeds, but it's mm-hmm. not, other than that, the same thing at all. Yeah. They, they could interview him in the middle of it. They could have O'Reilly scream, liar! <laughs> 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 or we'll take it live! <laughs> right. All right, we have, uh, so before we go uh, to Big Weekend, let's remind people of WBT Sports Director and Hall of Famer Jim Zoki's picks or pick for Super Bowl 57. Uh, Rihanna would do seven songs. Oh, that wasn't my pick. Uh, I got the Eagles winning 27-21 over Kansas City. 27-21. We haven't had a Hancock pick yet. We, don't, we did our picks. You want to wait or you want to do it now? I'll be rooting for Kansas City because I'm kind of an AFC guy. But uh, um, See, I thought Broncos are your I think it's going to be the Eagles. But as I told Jim earlier, if it's 27-24 with two minutes left and uh, Kansas City has the ball, uh, at the, the, Kansas City will win the game. Mahomes just doesn't lose those games. Mm-hmm. Big weekend presented by Watson Insurance. There's some friends that I know living in this town, and I've come far to see them. Gonna drag them down. They live in a brick house, painted white and brown. Left a tip for the maid, and I packed up my guitar, dropped my key on the counter, rented a car, gonna hook up with them later, and go hit the bar. I need a big weekend, kick up the dust. Take your hand, but I won't know your name. The joke in your language don't come out the same. There's times when I'm down and there's nothing to blame. I need a big weekend. Well, Kibmo at the Night Theater tomorrow night. Uh, if you've never seen him, uh, it's uh, well worth uh, whatever you pay for the ticket. Charlotte Hornets at the Denver Nuggets. What's left of the uh, Hornets will uh, be out there uh, tomorrow. Picasso Landscapes out of bounds. Their opening celebration at the Mint Museum tomorrow from 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. They got all sorts of stuff going on down there, cash bar and live music and stuff. Uncork the Charlotte Wine Festival at Discovery Place. 
um, hundred wines, and uh, you get into the museum after hours. Red trail, uh, rail trail lights going on. The interactive at uh, uh, the South End. Charlotte FC is uh, playing a kind of a friendly match against the uh, Charleston Battery and the Mid-Atlantic Boat Show, which I'll talk about in just a couple of seconds. And there you go. Boom shakalaka. Y'all. Big weekend presented by Watson Insurance Agency, protecting what's important since 1934. How do you pronounce this, uh, uh, Bo? Super Bowl Livy? Yeah, Livy. Livy. Yeah. Okay, A mid-Atlantic <laughs> boat show. Commercials running on the air. No H.A. Thompson. Oh, Wow. I had to come in and ask you, isn't that the one that he's done the commercials for forever? But it it was like a rite of spring in Charlotte. You heard H.A., whether he was on the air still or not, uh, you would hear H.A. doing the commercials for the Mid-Atlantic Boat Show. And now he's, he's living at the beach now, so maybe he wasn't available. But it just seems wrong to not have H.A. Thompson doing those commercials. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, I just... I. I... I cannot. They're inseparable. Like I, I can't think of one without the other. And and in earlier days, you would say that about uh, Mantis Family Restaurant and Town and Country Ford and some of the ones that he used to do. Yeah. Uh, but but that one in particular, the Mid Atlantic Boat Show. I mean, has that, lived on and on and on yeah. and on. And even after a lot of people didn't even know who, he, who who the voice was, those of us who do. It it just was it was just part of the Charlotte fabric. And part of the reason why it works year after year after year is because he sounds the same year after year after year. We, yeah. we always joke that he could jump in here and do the next shift, and he could. He and Bill Walker still have greatest voices ever. Mm-hmm. No argument here. You know that. I, I, I uh, Yeah. I think the two of you have pretty great voices. I think John has a great voice. Um, I speak on the radio, and H.A. Uh, Thompson is just the guy. Well, I don't think anybody necessarily likes their own voice, but... I went to uh, Ty Boyd's memorial service, and Bill Walker (laughs) came up and and said hi to me and talked to me. And as I'm listening to Bill Walker, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. Because Bill Walker just has a great voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was, yeah, I I said, uh, I don't know if you heard me. I said, Brett Jensen likes his own voice. Does I know this to be true. Yeah, yeah, I I, I pick on Brett because Brett's one of my good buddies. But but he would laugh if he was sitting here right now. Uh, He's actually... He's out west. He's going to the Super Bowl, and he's going to uh, he's the waste the golf management. tournament. Yep, yeah. going to the waste management open. Is that what it's called? The waste management open. It used yeah. to be called not the waste management open. I forgot now. The Thunderbird. Well, no, you were correct. It used to be called not the waste <laughs> management. I don't give a crap. Closed. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick before we go to uh, traffic, uh, people wondering: Is it going to snow 
on Sunday. Uh, we talked to uh, Jeff Marr from the Weather Channel. Yeah, I think we're going to see possibly a little bit of snow mixed with rain. It's going to be early on Sunday morning. I don't think we're going to have much accumulation, though, because temperatures are so mild today. We'll be into the 60s for a high and still into the 50s tomorrow. But we may see a little bit of light dusting, mainly on the grassy surfaces as we head into Sunday morning. But different story up in the mountains. That's where we probably will have a winter storm watch issued some point today. Uh, it could pick up maybe three to five or six inches of snow as you get higher up in elevation. Well, that's kind of exciting for our uh, snow resorts and the ski slopes in the mountains of North Carolina. Yeah, it's been a uh, hard to come by as far as snowfall this season. So Mother Nature hopefully uh, helping that out as we head from late Saturday night into Sunday morning. This is all going to be caused by an area of low pressure that will move from the northern part of the Gulf of Mexico up off the coast of the Carolinas as we wrap up the weekend. So it'll be drawing up a whole lot of moisture. So a lot of rain headed in, especially as we make our way from tomorrow night into early on Sunday. And that's the time frame early Sunday morning where it may get cold enough. Temperatures probably down in the mid-30s for a little bit of snow to mix in with that rain. So is this just, uh, oh, hey, there's some snow to look at or you know this is uh, not the the Monday through Friday Friday commute but it is the church crowd going uh, you know out in the roads on Sunday morning uh, what should uh, we worry about or, or not worry about with road conditions yeah I think we'll be okay on road conditions mainly uh, a cold rain falling a little bit of snow may mix in with that and if we get a, uh, a warm layer nosing in we may have a brief period of sleep but for the most part a cold rain may be mixed with a few snowflakes now across the foothills we could get maybe a dusting to a half inch or inch of snow and uh, as you get up into the mountains, that's where the biggest impacts will be. And we mentioned the winds. Those will certainly be a factor here locally as well as we head from Saturday night into Sunday, this area of low pressure resulting in wind gusts out of the northeast potentially near 30 or 40 miles per hour. So if you're planning on uh, getting some uh, treats for the Super Bowl on Sunday or maybe some early Valentine's Day shopping, today is your best bet. Mild weather with 60s and scattered showers. It gets windy and a little bit cooler tomorrow, but the uh, worst of the weather as far as the cold air and the gusty winds from Saturday night into Sunday. Another Burt Bacharach production right here. I walk along the city streets you used to walk now, See, I didn't realize this. I didn't either until you told me about it. Yeah, I mean, you it just... And the Carpenters. I mean, you could go all the way down, but uh, dead at the age of 94 yesterday. John Hancock, Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman in the house on a Friday morning final stretch. It's our uh, it's our final segment of the week. It has been a week. Oh, has it ever been a week? I feel like this whole week is going to be the the best of podcast this this weekend. Well, and this time one week ago, we were talking about what is this Chinese balloon flying over Montana, right? Just a it's just a weather balloon that was a little off course, just like the last twelve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we did or did not know about, right? And now, of course, over the weekend, uh, the balloon was shot down just off of Surfside Beach. You know, John, we were talking about H.A. Thompson a few minutes ago. H.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thompson now lives down at Myrtle Beach. H.A. Thompson has become, well, he's made some friends since he's been down at Myrtle Beach. John Hancock's in the studio today. Uh, what do you think, Beth? you think we need to uh, initiate him into our show one particular way? I, I Absolutely, and I think that he's about to become best buds with this fella. Here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, through the power of radio and the technology that is more sophisticated than a Chinese weather balloon, <laughs> we take you to the Grand Strand, North Myrtle Beach, and Wayne Troutman. I love Wayniac, good morning to you, good sir. Good morning. Good morning. 
How's everyone in that studio this morning? We're fantastic, Dad. Um, meet John Hancock. I think the two of you are going to be fast friends. Hello, sir. Meet John Hancock. I've, I think I have uh, sent you that text several times. But, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. And by the way, HA, uh, if you haven't looked at it, actually posted pictures of the pier that was damaged the last hurricane and the rebuilding that's going on. So if you'll look at HA's Facebook page, you'll see some pictures of that. <laughs> the, Cherry, the Cherry Grove Pier, right? Yeah. Yes, Cherry yeah. Grove Pier. So basically, if you want to know the pulse of uh, the Grand Strand, North Myrtle Beach, greater Cherry Grove area, just you know, go back and forth between uh, Wayne Troutman and H.A. Thompson's mm. feed, and you'll know, right? Mm-hmm. But there are actually developments. Uh, I, I wanted to, I mean, this is a perfect excuse to uh, to link up uh, the Waniac with Charlotte's most beloved here, but there actually is news, Beth, to uh, to get from your dad. Well, yeah, and this, this comes from your Facebook page, Dad, that you then uh, forwarded me. You had photos from yesterday. There was a lot of activity on the beach there at North Myrtle Beach with uh, the military trying to retrieve the bits and pieces of this balloon. Well, it was a little deeper than that, Beth. I saw the boat going up uh, off the shore probably half a mile out at pretty high speeds. It was one of their uh, open boats. It wasn't a big one anyway. So I got in the car, and I went north, and I got up there. They landed in Cherry Grove <laughs> up on the beach in the pictures I, you see. But they went from there to Bullinose. Now, you're familiar with Bullinose. Bullinose is an IGA affiliate store that's two stories high. It has so much everything from groceries to fishing gear to clothes. But they went to Bullinose for supplies yesterday. <laughs> ah, see, see. now, if you go to Wrightsville Beach, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is akin to Reddix, mm-hmm. which is a store down there that I always go mm-hmm. to. But every beach has uh, a store like this. And and when I was talking to you the other day, Waniac, I was saying, do you see a lot of government detail? Do you see a lot of, uh, you know, official people down there? And you said, uh, a little bit, but not so much. And now these these latest pictures sounds to me or looks to me like it's uh, it's changed a good bit since we last talked to you as far as, as uh, the government uh, officials and, and vehicles and, and, and fact-finding collection devices uh, over the last few days. Oh, yes. Uh, there's definitely a uh, larger presence on land than it was the first few days where most of the presence was out in the, in the ocean. Uh, they're, they're working their way in. And, and, yeah, they've been in a couple times and, and scoured the uh, coast for parts and stuff, but I think as they've come to where they realize they've got to do some deep sea diving to find the rest of this gear, they're going to be here a while. You can still, it's foggy this morning, you can't see their location this morning, but at night you can still see the lights and where they are off coast, and I expect they're going to be there for a while. So the photo that you sent me, Dad, I want to describe it to our listeners, it's one of those um, airboats that has the two huge fans on the back. I mean, I'm imagining the kind of boats that you see go across the Everglades that have like the big the float floaty on the bottom of them, mm-hmm. but this is the military version of that with two giant fans, the f- inflated floaty thing on the bottom. I'm so not sounding like official <laughs> military, am I? Like floaty, but it, 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 and then it opens up and it's sitting on the beach at North Myrtle Beach. It's almost, um, it's almost scary looking. It is, it is definitely grounded, but the the way that boat operates, they can take it up into dry land uh, as long as they stay near the water. And they, it's amazing. But they came to ashore this time not to gather supplies. I mean, to gather balloon, but to gather supplies. And now they must have looked done their research. Because Bullinose is well known. <laughs> a number of the restaurants here go every morning to get their fresh ground meat to make their hamburgers with up there. 
And so I guess they were going to be making hamburgers, and they came in to get some fresh meat. Or they were going to stop at, um, uh, what's the Spanish Galleon? <laughs> oh, yeah, Spanish Galleon. Oh, they were, they were about two miles uh, north of that. Oh, but the place uh, where they landed is just south of the pier. Uh, the pier is at 34th, and they landed probably second or third. And Boyle knows only 100 yards from the beach. Wow. And they had no problem. They didn't need transportation to get their supplies and get them back. But, yeah, it was interesting. But I saw that boat go flying by. I mean, it was going at high speed. I, I just said, well, they've got to be doing something important. Let's follow them. I love that you hopped in your car and followed the boat. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the Waniac way of doing things. <laughs> I, I learned that from Beth Troutman. <laughs> I was just thinking that maybe it was the other way around. That's where you got your, in, your investigative instincts. That's exactly right. I, I learned it from I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> oh, Lord. You can tell the government oh. workers down there because they have the dark suits on and then speedos. Well, I told you all this the other day, but they keep saying that they may not be able to uh, to reclaim all of the the stuff that came out of the of the balloon because of the weather. They may not get it all. And mm-hmm. I say, well, oh, they absolutely will. It's just like it'll be three or four years down the road. You'll think that they didn't get all the remnants, and then you'll realize it's on the sail rack at the wings, at besi- wings. beside the hermit crabs. <laughs> Right. Well, let me tell you that when you see the weather at the beach, whatever's on the weather forecast, don't believe it. Oh yeah. I mean, I have played days where it said 100% chance of rain, play golf, and you can get a drop. Oh. So, right now it's beautiful outside, sunshine. They're calling for rain this afternoon. If it's 50% or less, it's probably not going to rain at all. So basically, sure they're not used to dealing with they're used to dealing with government weather, not North Myrtle Beach weather. We think TWC stands for the Weather Channel. It actually should stand yeah. for the Waniac Channel. The Waniac Channel. <laughs> That's good, though. That's good. Well, look, uh, this has been quite a week, and what a way to cap it! Talking to the Waniac for the second time this week, and more importantly, the first time John Hancock's had a chance to talk to him. Well, good. I'm, Hancock, I'm gonna I'm gonna visit next time I come days. down. You better. He will be mad if you don't. No, I do. I want to see the store. You need to get down this way. If you ain't, I'm going to have to come up there. You know, the road goes both ways. That's right. We'll meet in the middle in, like, uh, what, like Lumberton or uh, Rockingham? Rockingham. Rockingham. There you go. Rockingham. All right, Waniac, have a great weekend. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Yes, sir. Good to meet you, John. And nice to meet you, sir. All right. Off we go. Hancock, thank you. Everybody, See ya. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Beth will be back Tuesday. I'll be back Monday right here on Good Morning, BT. Oh, baby, give us a chance. Don't let the small town rumors end our first real romance.